everybody. Welcome to episode 38 of the Intermission Podcast, the show where two film graduates discuss classic, iconic, and obscure films from times gone by. We're your hosts, Oscar W. Fitchett. Rob Bob Ted Swid, here he is. How are you doing? Oh, just that just felt so it rolled so much it's there. Good, isn't there. it? That was the most, that that was good? most fluid I've ever felt. Yeah, definitely. And I'm uh, me, Robbie, I am uh, I am absolute I am just I'm I'm on quite a bit of a cloud nine as of oh, current really? moment. I'll say this now because I don't want to bog down the intermission section with this. because uh, right. it's not because it's not film related, so I don't want to like Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. To, but but my god but Silent Hill is back. Oh, Silent yeah, Hill is this. back. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Oh Jesus Christ, man. God is happy. Look at it this. O- the, it opened with a remake of Silent Hill 2, which I nearly cried. I got massive goosebumps. <laughs> I might stick up my re- I video myself reacting to the trailer, so I'll just nice. stick I'll probably stick that on at some point, maybe now. And sure. then um, there's that. And then I thought that was going to be it. And they're like, oh, no, we've got another game. And we we're like, you what? And it's like they got someone else coming out, which is it's there's nothing that, that is barely anything. They were like, oh, okay. oh, it's Annapurna doing it. And it's from these guys. So we're doing another side. It's called Townfall. So I, was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, yeah, so okay. it, it looks a bit more story basey. You know what? It's more like point and clicky. Oh, like yeah, yeah, in yeah. the sense like it's not a big ca- that's how it seems we just got like a cgi trailer we haven't got anything okay. and then yeah. and then we got that and up and we've got a new film coming out called return to Silent hill which i'm a bit skeptical about uh because it's the exact <laughs> same it's it's the exact same director of the first Silent hill film and it's the guy who's basically produced the Silent hill films and the resi films and uh... the and uh, but he's also pro- he's produced loads so that's not anything to yeah, go okay. by but also it's a film that apparently w- when they were describing it, they were like, it's literally just going to be the game Silent Hill 2, but in a film. So I'm like, I don't know if I wanted that. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, but apparently that was the big, like, that was the whole reason for the Silent Hill revolution, like re- Renaissance was because Christoph Gans, who was the director and writer, was like, I really want to do another Silent Hill film. Can I make Silent Hill 2 into a film? They were like, yeah. You know what? While we're at it, we may as well remake the second game, and we'll do everything else because oh, okay, we can. Cool. So I'm like, okay. So if that's, that's if that's the only reason why it exists, sure, sure, and yeah, just happy, happy so to have it. You know, I'll go and watch it, and then they were like, up oh, and his merchandise. We've got figurines, and we got mm. skateboards, and we got shirts. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's like, like. Uh, it's like sure, I might buy one of those things that yeah. you, that you advertise, and, and they're like, and we've got another game which is by Bad Robot Games, so J.J. Abrams has got his fingers in another franchise oh, I Jesus like. Christ. Oh, that's worrying, but it seems Get to out be of like J.J. with your grimy little paws. It seems to be one of these games where it's more like an all online thing, and there's uh, no, and there's no. I'm like, sure, it exists. Why not? Yeah. And they were like, up, and we've got one more announcement. Here's a new game, and it's called Silent Hill F. And, yeah, all, we, and all we know about this game, Robbie, is it's set in 1960s Japan. Fascinating. That sounds cool. <laughs> which, which I'm excited, but we've only got a CGI trailer that has got no in-game play footage, and we've got no right. date. So oh, it's okay, like, so. So, so I'll wait. But apparently the guy who wrote the story is really renowned, he is a guy who's wrote a lot of Japanese visual novels, and he's very apparently. He, I don't know a lot about him, but basically, his style is creepy Japanese schoolgirl. 
So I'm like, cool, give me up. So I'm absolutely elated that Silent Hill is back. Legitimately, this time last week, I was still like, this this franchise I love is just dead and nothing's ever (laughs) happening. To literally the the next week being like, here's like four games in a film for you. It's like, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ, what the hell's going on here? Spoiled us, so that's why I'm really happy. How are you, Robbie? Uh, yeah, I'm still here. I'm uh, mostly tired. I don't know. <laughs> what do you want from How, me? How, I'm, how's I'm, the How's the weather been like over your way? Uh, awful today. It's been yeah, absolutely been dreadful. Yeah, it's been absolutely chucking it down. Um, I don't know. It's been it's been generally all right. Uh, you know, working life is uh, still happening. Went to see Jack D last night. That was good. I don't know. I, it was weird, actually. It wasn't that great. It was all right. It, <laughs> it was, uh, no, it was like the the second half was what you would expect from going to see Jack D, where he was like being miserable and complaining about stuff and whatever. But the first half, he was like happy go lucky, and I was like, this isn't this is weird. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. And he was I didn't like, commit for this exactly. And he was like, he, he was doing jokes, but they were very much for a certain demographic because it was like. It, it was it, it was like making jokes about antiques roadshow, and uh, and and the idea of giving up and buying elasticated waisted trousers and things like that. And I'm like, this is for a certain demographic, isn't it? And I don't <laughs> think, and I don't think it's me and Julia, <laughs> girlfriend of the podcast, Julia Colley. But the tickets were free. Ah, oh, fair, because they were from girlfriend's auntie of the podcast, <laughs> Julia. Jesus, <Manny>. Jesus <laughs> we're going that deep cut. And if we're gonna go even more bit deep cut, I was out celebrating uh birthday boys birthday. Oh yeah. Tyler McCullough. And I'll oh I wasn't I wasn't a I, I, I was I was I was a bit embarrassed, I'll say, by the more next morning. I was like, oh, God, God, as if that happened. As if that happened. Um but um but one thing I will say is that it, that is relevant to the podcast is I was talking to um Team Oscar member, Cafe de Morzo and Jessica May. Uh, oh, yeah. And to which um, she, at first she said to me, one, she said that she would definitely want merch. So I'm like, nice. So that's, that's- a, so I don't know how I get into that, but you know, I, again, as I said, if you really want merch, just DM me and I can give you my details and you can pay me for it. So Yeah, that's the only, he's the only guy that does it. All right. So that's, and I'm the only guy that owns any. It's just yeah, me. exactly, it's exactly. Just so, but to which she went, she said to me at first, she went, oh, I picked Team Robbie because I assume, I went, no, you didn't, you picked Team Oscar. And she went, did I? I went, yeah. It went, oh, well, uh, but apparently she was going to say, but she said to me, her, she was going to pick Team Robbie because she thought everyone else would be choosing Team Oscar. Whoa. <laughs> so she, <laughs> what the fuck? Excuse me. So she, so she, so, <laughs> so, she, me, she so she was going to do it more so like she was feeling bad for you. Well, yeah, so, that, that's a sympathy vote. Uh, but she frankly, didn't. Fuck but, you. But she didn't anyway. She still she stuck with her heart and actually went with Team Oscar. To which I went like, wow. do you know? To which then I mentioned to her, do you know what's funny? Tyler is Team Robbie, and she was shocked by that as was kate um and then there was a and do you know why because tyler said robbie's cooler than me and they laughed at that (laughs) what (laughs) right this is fucking slander is is this what happens i i I miss out on one party i I don't come to one party 
and all of a sudden, because I'm because I'm the fucking breadwinner of the podcast, all right, I'm the one put, I'm the one putting food on this goddamn table. <laughs> you're also you're. I also want to say, if I want to peel back the curtain, you're also the one delaying recordings. Is all I am, I'm saying. I am, yeah, so, I want to make a formal so, apology so. to all all staff, including in the intermission podcast. That being you and Lewis, I'm very sorry. I keep having to push it back. I have a proposal though. Right. Um, I think I think we should start recording on a weekend. And I, I'm okay with this. And I, we only didn't start doing that because you said to me, "I want me weekends." So maybe yeah, let's not. That was dumb. That was a dumb thing to say because I've been thinking about this. I stay in Leeds on a Monday and a Tuesday night, right? Mm. So I can't do anything on a Monday and a Tuesday because I don't until I have a flat there myself. I, I don't have my recording equipment with me. Yeah. When and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, Friday night. Realistically, we can't record because the podcast has to go out on Saturday. So yes. we've got Wednesday and Thursday. All it, all I need is to be late home from work on one of those evenings, and the whole thing's gone. Also, and it's- <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing's gone to shit. Also, um, when I get home from work, it's usually like I don't know seven o'clock. Then I need to have my tea, and then like. I've got like two hours to myself before I need to go to sleep to go for work again the next morning. <laughs> it's just not feasible. Well, we we we've done most of it like this. And yeah, we've, we've done most got... of it like this. We've got one more episode. We've got one more episode, but like, what's when, when do we uh, come back after Halloween? It's for the Christmas special. Oh, is it? Re- is it that long a gap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. uh, we'll have we'll have my my Marvel video in between, I guess. Oh yeah. That that's gonna be coming out when Black Panther comes out, whenever that is. I wanna I wanna have a bit of a meeting with you. We can do that like after the the Halloween special. We can have a bit yeah. of just a meeting, but so but uh, a video call where we don't have to record. So we oh, can. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? So we could just. <laughs> God bless. But little Jimmy, this is exactly what happened. Because again, I I don't know if you know this about me, Robbie. Mm. But, uh, like, because obviously you know I'm autistic. I don't I make aware, that. Yes. I don't make that a secret. But yeah. I don't. Know, but a lot of people know I'm autistic, but they don't. They go. But you don't see me. Like nothing really. Like is or you know. I'm like right. Let me explain to you what is specifically autistic about me. Is that if some if I have something planned and it gets changed immediately last minute, I go really angry and then I'm just mm. by my. But I'm by myself with that moment. But this is exactly what happened because I was in a boot camp thing yesterday <laughs> yeah. where you messaged me and keep in mind i watched i had to watch ran because it's a two hour and 40 minute film i had to watch this on the tuesday because i'm like well i might not have time to fit it in on the wednesday so yeah. i watched it on the tuesday and then the boot camp and then record with robbie which then robbie doesn't message me because robbie's robbie because <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at messaging because because this is robbie which is i've grown and accept this and I'm with Leo Bradley, boyfriend of the podcast, yeah. um, in this on the Wednesday, and then to which Leo tells me something that you said. I go, "Are you messaging right now?" And he went, "Yeah." And when fucking tell him to look at his messages from me, because <laughs> he's not. It's because it's, it's, it's Facebook Messenger. I I don't know what it is about Facebook Messenger in my brain. I see a notification come through, and I go, "Hmm." And then, and then but you have, but you were specific, but you have specifically told me that it's best with me message you on Messenger because you know that's my primary no, that, form of see, Messenger. That's the thing. So. That's the thing. Now that now that we've unlocked uh, Snapchat as a means of communication, yes. I now go well if it's really important or Snapchat me. 
Now I'll know that. So what ended up happening was later on, on this Wednesday afternoon, I get a message from Robbie saying, ah, shit, sorry, can't do tonight. Have to be a Thursday job. Keep in mind, I had also a meeting arranged tonight with Lewis's band. I won't do all the days. But basically, so Robbie changed the schedule, changed the schedule, which is, you know, not something I was, something that I was like, this, I'm 50% sure this is going to happen. Yeah. I even I was even thinking that Monday. I was like, I'm 50% sure we're going to have to end up doing this on a Thursday. <laughs> and to which I saw the message and I went like this. And then Leo was like, what? And I went, he's delayed the message. He's delayed the recording again. And Leo started laughing. And then I was like, Leo, my instant reaction was, if he was in person, I would slap him. But I know we, but no, I, but I know I wouldn't do that. And he went like, to which then Leo went, I mean, yeah, no, he's all, yeah, he always does this, but then you see his face and then you just, you just can't yeah. get angry at him. And it's because no. the thing, the thing is with you, when you go, uh, cause I've had it before when mates have, del- have changed things on me last minute. And mm. the reaction that I usually have had when mates have changed things last minute, they go, oh yeah, I can't do it. Sorry. Or yeah. they go, or they go, nah, not doing it. Yeah. Or like it, it becomes no so nonchalant. But with you, Robert, you always go, ah, oh, shit, I'm sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, right, I'm like, right, you know what you've done, and you, you, you're, you're also, you're also annoyed at yourself. So yeah. I can't be mad it's, at this. It's because every every time I do it, I'm genuinely upset. That's what I mean. Like when, when I'm at work and I see a message come through, and then I, and then it clocks in my head that I can't record that night. I get real sad. And I, to, so, I had to mention back, be like, um. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. So, so the instant reaction of me is always anger, but then it's I know it's you, and I'm like, I can't. It's an uncontrollable situation. It's is what yeah. it can't help it. So that's that. I think that's the most. That's the that's the furthest we pulled back the curtain on the innovation. <laughs> do you know? Do you know how I watched? Uh, how I watched Ram today? How did you watch Ram? I I, I, I was at work. And we get we get one till we get one till two for for lunch. My dad set the alarm off in his shed. Sorry if anyone can hear that. <laughs> uh, he set the alarm off in his own shed. We can't uh, hear it. Oh good. Um yeah, so I was we get one till two for lunch break and uh and I took I took a five minute lunch. <laughs> so so I, I ran downstairs, grabbed some food. And then ran back up and locked myself in an edit suite for an hour to watch an hour of this movie to then come home to only have like an hour and a half left to watch or whatever. And I left I left work early-ish to, to watch the rest of it when I got back. And with that being said, should we move into this? Yeah, let's get bloody the, talking about it, shall so, we? So, uh, as we've just been said, the film that we are talking about this week for our season finale... Season Woo-hoo. four finale, my, uh, in my opinion, my favorite season of the intermission. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree. Is the 1985 Shakespearean samurai epic, Ron. Uh, the film is directed by Akira Kurosawa, written by Akira Kurosawa, Hideo Oguni, and Masato Ide, and is based on the play King Lear by William Shakespeare, although, I've got, uh, although it's not, wasn't intentionally meant to be based on there. Got a few oh, okay. factoids in a bit. The film stars Tatsuya Nakadai, Akira Tarao, uh, Jinpachi Nezu, Daisuke Ryu, Mieko Harada, Yoshiko Miyazaki, Hisashi Igawa, and Pita. Uh, spelt P I T A, not 
just Peter. <laughs> yeah, just Peter. Uh, um, the plot synopsis of the film corner IMDb is in medieval Japan, an elderly warlord retires, handing over his empire to his three sons. However, he vastly underestimates how the newfound power will corrupt them and cause them to turn on each other and him. Um, Accolades the film holds it has a 96% on the tomato meter and an audience score of 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a score of 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb, placed it at number 135 on their top 250 films of all time. And it has a score of 4.4 out of 5 stars on Letterboxd, placing it at number 35 on their top 250 films of all time. Um, it was nominated for one Golden Globe for Best Foreign Film. It was nominated for two Cesar Awards, including Best Poster and Best Foreign Film. It was nominated for six BAFTA Awards, including Best Production Design, Best Costume Design, Best Cinematography, Best Adapted Screenplay, and won two BAFTAs uh, for Best Makeup Artist for Tamayuki Aimi and Chihako Naito, and it was all, and also won Best Foreign Language Film. And it was nominated for four Academy Awards, including Best Art Direction for uh, Yoshihiro Muraki and Shinobu Muraki, uh, Best Cinematography for uh, Tako Saito, Soji Ueda, and uh, Azakazu Nakai, and Best Director for Akira Kurosawa, and it won one Academy Award for Best Costume Design for Emi Wada. So, nice. this is the first time, Robbie, this is the first time since, when was the last, I'm sure we did this recently. We've done a film where you didn't, you hadn't seen it. We saw, yeah, Kramer versus Kramer, but I'm sure, did we do a film recently where we, bo- Seven Year Rich, we had it, we both hadn't oh, seen yeah. Seven Year Rich. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, this is a film, but we both haven't seen this film. This is the first time both of us are watching this, but yes. this is now the third Ikira Kurosawa film that we have talked about within the podcast. The other two being Seven Samurai and The Hidden Fortress. Uh, I was either wanting to either do a film from the 50s that he did, but not a samurai film or one of his color samurai films from like later and high and low was a bit more hard to get hold of in the UK. So I thought, <laughs> well, let's just do Ron. I've got the Blu-ray for that. Um, yeah. And um, yes, big fans of Akira Kurosawa. Um, Robbie, your yes. thing with this. What's oh your, man, are we going? Are we going to me straight away for yeah. thoughts and stuff? Holy yeah. shit! Wow. Okay. God, that's thrown me off so bad. My goodness. Um. Yeah, I'd never seen this. I don't know nothing about nothing. Uh. You know, I I I know Akira Kurosawa from you know, uh, from Seven Samurai. I know that he was a big inspiration on on a lot of people, including George Lucas and such and such things. Um. I didn't know he made films this late. It is. It oh, is yeah. like, like he kept going for quite some time. I didn't know he. I. I wouldn't have assumed that he would have had any films in color, um, and so I watched this, and you know I've 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 loved most all the samurai films we've done. To be honest, I can't think of one that I didn't like. Um, I wasn't big on. Was it Hidden Fortress? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't big on that. Um, and this one. I'm I'm kind of torn on to be honest. Okay, I think um, 
I love the I love the idea of it. Uh, it's very like I love the like inner work in politics things, and there's some very very interesting characters in it, um, which I appreciated a lot. Uh, and the the story is very good, um, if a bit bloated. I think it I, there's no need for it to be as long as it is. You could, I feel like you could get the same story out of this with it being like an hour and forty-five. It didn't really need to be this long, um, and I will say um, that uh, cinematography-wise and stuff, um, samurai films not in black and white just don't look as good, I guess, because this just doesn't. It doesn't look very nice. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's like sacrilege, but it, it kind of looked like a TV movie. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I, I, don't know. Like, I think that may be genuine blasphemy that you've just said there. Yeah, it might, it might be. I don't know, but I just I, I just don't think it looked very good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone. This is genuinely one of the greatest films I feel like I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? When this film ended, I was like, that what? that could easily crack top 10 of all time for me. What? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What? Sorry. What? <laughs> I don't prefer The Seven Samurai. I still think Seven Samurai Good. is... But this is... Genuinely, by the end of this film, I was like, I felt like there, there's very few times where I feel like I've watched a film that I've just watched legitimately one of the greatest pieces of film ever. And this was one of the instances where like the, the film ended. I was like, that is without a doubt unbiased. Like if I would have to put like an unbiased top 10. Yeah. Like it like in terms of not favorites, greatest. I was like that is easily within the top 10 greatest films I've ever seen in my life. What? <laughs> I genuinely fucking loved this film, Robbie. I absolutely adored it. And 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 again, and yes, and I would say it is my favorite film we've talked about this season without a doubt. And it would be one, not, it's not my favorite film we've talked about within the intermission because we talked about 12 Hunger Men and yes. um, The Godfather. But it would be up there, like within the top five of the best films we've talked about for me, honestly. I cannot believe this. I cannot fathom this. It was all right. I don't know. I, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I genuinely don't know what it was. Again, again, how I, I can't remember which. Sometime this season, I talked about. I've, I, well, I've talked about many films that we've talked discussed. That yeah, film is just it's just a feeling for me. I think I talked about the Umbrella Share Borg, where I'm like, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I just even if you're like, this didn't make sense. Or I'm not saying like about the, with Ron specifically, but even if you're like, but that just wasn't that great. I'm like, I don't know what it is. I watched the film and I'm just like, fuck yeah. It just wow. really hit. It just really hit and connected with me. I don't oh, know. It was, it was genuinely a film. Like how, when I watched, I was watched it and there was so many different imageries, like shots where I was like, fuck, this is why I like watching film. Like it, had, yeah. it, it, it was, it was like that. Not just like, oh, this is why I like watching this type of genre, or like, oh, this is why I like this watching this 
director's films. It's like, no, this is why I, I like watching film for moments where I'm watching summer like this for the first time and the feelings I get watching it for the first time. I could have watched this. I could wa- I could have watched an hour more of this. I feel like it being the length it is, is kind of like essential for the feeling that it is. Okay. With it, the bet, and again, um, we get more in depth with it in terms of, but like the best, I'll say this you know, how I said to you within after I watched uh, the Batman, how mm. I was like, even though the Batman's three hours long, I didn't feel like I just watched a big epic film, I felt like I just watched a mini series, but just like that oh, was the right. thing. That, watching Ran, I felt like I just watched a like a 25 episode anime miniseries like i felt like i just like the feelings that i got when i just binge through cowboy bebop or were more 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 apt when i binge through berserk like that was the yeah. feeling of like i got like all this grandeur and it's again there's a lot of epicness to it but i got a lot of grandeur and there were so many different characters and different plots that weaved into one that i felt like i was like really satisfied with everything with it like from like feeling like I I didn't feel like I just watched Lord of the Rings again. I felt like I just been through Berserk. Like that's like the feeling that I got with it. I did. I didn't get it at all. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I kind of like I thought the whole way through. Like I kind of knew where it was gonna go, and then it and then it went there, and I was like, all right. I, I like. I don't know. I like when I first I first met the when you first meet the the old guy, the dad. Um, um, by let me the, get the characters' names. Yeah, get, get the characters' names up. Um, Hidatora. Hidatora. Yeah. When he first shows up, um, fantastic. By the way, the Ta- uh, Tatsuya Nakadai once again given a fucking. He's good in this. Outstanding, outstanding. He's, he, type of... he's not my favorite character. I'll get, I'll get on to my favorite character. No. Um. Oh, I have two favorite characters. One's kind of a joke answer, I guess. But the um. <laughs> The, when he's first introduced, what I love about him, that I wish, I hope that in my life I get to a point like that guy where when I'm sick of what people are saying or they're saying a bad thing, I can just pretend to go to sleep. <laughs> he, 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 he does that pretty early doors in this. He just kind of zonks out and everyone's like, is he dead? I also love that. I love that every time he like stumbles a little bit, everyone's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's made a fucking glass or something. Um, but like, as soon as I met him, I was like, okay, this guy sucks. He's a bad dude. And, uh, he's done all these horrible things to, to lots of people. Cause he's a horrible warlord and he's going to mm-hmm. give the power to his sons. And he does, he gave the power to his sons. And I was like, okay, so those sons are now going to be bad, bad blokes. And he's going to continue to be a bad bloke. And then the first time that he meets someone that he wronged in his past, I was like, okay, so I guess this is going to be like karma's catching up with him. And there's, there's talk of Buddhism and stuff like that, and that's kind of all Buddhism stuff. Uh, and then I was like, by the end, they're all gonna they're all gonna be dead because power and stuff corrupts them. You see, you see, yes, I could agree with that, but it was specific elements where I was like, I was surprised how some oh, yeah. things played out. It was um, because obviously the uh, Taro was the, the eldest, and he was the one given the first thing. And the way yeah. everything was starting to play out in that first moment, in my head, I was like, 
right? I'll say we'll get we'll we'll talk narrative stuff and then talk everything yeah. else. That's how we'll break yeah. this down. Okay. Because yeah. I feel like that'll be easier. Otherwise, we're gonna be fucking all over the place. Uh, yeah. I feel like because my initial thing, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a thing where Taro and Jiro. Are, oh, hang on a minute. Oh. Who's who's this Hello? calling? Hi, Oscar. It's your best friend, Martin Scorsese. It's Martin Scorsese. My, what what a surprise, genuinely. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is it? <laughs> I mean, I should expect it by this point, shouldn't I? How are you doing, my? Ah, forget about it. Ah, right, nice. Oscar. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, Robbie is here, is here as well. Do you want to say hello to him? Okay. Uh, right. Good. Well, fuck what, what, you. What, have you, what, what have you. What have you got to share for us this this week, Marty? Hope it's better than the Irishman. Um, well, you know, um, my neighbor Marlon Brando has been scrapped. Oh, really? <sighs> yeah, Leo got really pissy about it. Ah, oh, that's genuinely devastated. What a bitch. Yeah. What What else have you got in the pipeline? Uh, you know, uh, stuff. Okay. Shark Tale 2. R- Robbie asked a Shark Tale 2 a thing. Tell Robbie to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, Matt Scorsese, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Calls you a fucking bitch. I would like to relay that information. But one thing I want to, uh, one thing I want to say, we're currently, uh, this week, we're talking about the uh, Akira Kurosawa film, Ran. Are you familiar with this, Marty? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, what do you what do you think of this? What do you think of this film? Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Cinema. Cin- it is cinema. Okay, nice yeah. one. It's it's based on um it's based on the Shakespeare play King Lear. Is that something that you're familiar with? Yep. Is that cinema? No, it's theater. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you asked you asked for that, didn't you? Really? I did, I did, I did. Touche. One thing I want to ask, my, because you know, you, you cut out last week, so I just want to like um, uh, try, you know, get your answer to this question once again to see if we can get an answer. Obviously, you said that uh, Grave of the Fireflies was cinema, and um, and obviously now Ran is cinema. Um, I asked you if anime was cinema, and you said yes, but you're a weeb if you like it. And I asked you the question, Marty, is, is Martin Scott says you're a weeb? And you, you, you phone, the, the line cut out, so I, I want to get the answer this time, if that's okay, Marty. Are you a weeb? Martin Scorsese is not a weeb. Why did, uh, yeah. why did, why did you speak in the third person? Fucking hate that guy. I fucking hate that guy. That guy sucks. Well, Martin Scott says he is not a weeb. We've heard it here. Martin Scott says he's not a weeb, turns out. Confirmed. And, you know, Shark Tale seems to be quite a sensitive subject to him there. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to keep bringing it up. He shouldn't have done it, quite frankly. Fuck that guy. Right. Um. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where Where was I? That's right. Okay. So I thought how it was going. Um. 
in a sense of like I thought it was gonna be like I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really sorry. Is you trying, trying to get back on track after Matt's got season? Hang on a minute, I need. <laughs> oh god, I hate that guy so much. <laughs> what, what's what's your issue with Marscos says he then we'll get back to Ron what's he's your... such a piece of shit he rings he rings this podcast every week <laughs> like a fucking fan would he comes on and he just gives me abuse we let him on the show we give him a fucking platform and he just comes on and berates me <laughs> every single week without fail he did do it the first time he called in oh he's a piece of shit man <laughs> it'd be fine if you still made good movies Hey now, well, come on now. I will see about this. We'll see about this. Whatever next, of the flower, something. Next, next time he calls in, we'll. Uh, I'll ask him. I'll. I'll ask uh, him about um, how you know the Irishman was made. <laughs> or some yeah, shit. we'll we'll ask him something about the Irishman and why it's so goddamn boring. <sighs> Jesus, when do you get the setup to where he can call into the Skype call itself? We need yeah, to almost we need get to, that. We need to get him on the Skype call, and then yeah. But um, anyway, okay, Ron. This is what I was saying. Yeah, go on. What I thought was going to be happening was obviously Taro was given leadership, and uh, Jiro was behind him, and then Saburu, Saburo, the younger, was very like, "Nah, fuck you." My initial thought was like, "Is this going to be like Saburo is going to end up?" being the catalyst for the conflict. Mm. That was my original thought. I was like, okay, because again, Taro and Jiro seemed fine. They seemed chill. They seemed, oh, these are yeah. nice blo- These are nice blokes. Um, then, you know, but it was one of these things like, okay, once Taro was in power, you could see the, t- the, the, the totem yeah. tipping and stuff. And then it looked like Jiro was going to be the more level-headed one. But then when the power lines switch then again. It was like, yeah. oh, Jiro is much more worse than anything would have been in this. To which that to me, what and by the and then by that point when Saburo was again, you hear he's gone from the the rest of the first act, he's gone from the second act, and he comes in on the third act. Which to yeah. me, again, this is where I mean that almost felt like again, I'm watching a a, a show and then it gets to like episode like Fucking like um episode like eighteen in the season. It goes like and Saburo's here. What? And then what? and then to me that's what the feeling that I got with it within that. And so and even so it was almost like it gave me expectations, but then they changed them for storylines that I was still gonna be familiar with. But I don't think any of it but not it was never like boring for me. Like like even if I could see what was going to happen, I was not bored with waiting for that plot to happen. Right, okay. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, again, there's... When you look, actually, not loads happened in this two-hour and 40-minute film. Yeah. Really. Which I definitely felt that it was a long film, but it was more so because, for me, I think... Like, to me, there was never a dull moment. There was never a moment where I was like, can we just fast forward? Like, it's like we got moments where it was like, now we've got a whole section with um, Taro in the castle. Or like, yeah. then na- now we've got a section with um, Hidatora, like going from another castle. And now, yeah. and then, okay, now we've got a whole section 
with Jiro try and work his whole shit out. And then we've got the big battle, like one of the big battles, yeah. which Jesus fucking Christ, I want it. Like that's a that's a scene and a half, my guy. That's a, a Jesus Christ. Um, so we that's had a scene, uh, my guy. That's a scene. Uh, not that cinema. That's a scene. Um, <laughs> you do like the uh, the cheesy salute when you're doing it as yeah, well. One of them. Um, so it's because there was it was to me. This is wh- this is where it comes into where it almost felt like I was watching an episodic miniseries. Is that mm. we? It's not like we followed Hidatora for the whole nine of three hours. We would go through like ten minutes or so without seeing Tatsuya Nakadai. Yeah, that's true. And then we'll be like, and then it will be this whole like other mini story of um, like Lady uh, Kaeda trying yeah. to like get get Jiro to like Lady Macbeth, his fuck yeah. in like sewer, and it's like so. It was like, oh, there's that little bit as well, and she's got a whole history because the main castle was her family's castle, and Hidatora was like he. Kill and he did all that shit, and that's his yeah. castle. And so there's that bit, but then we also then cut back to like Hidatora trying to like do so. To me, although there is that story of like sons, you know, and all that, you've still got all this other different shit that's also happening. To me, that is also just as interesting. Yeah, I mean, like that that stuff. I like how it. Um, I like how this film implies a history before the film started. I think that's really well done. Uh, and and getting finally onto the subject of uh, of who is in a sense who is essentially uh, the Lady Macbeth of this whole dealio. Uh, she she was probably the most interesting character to me. Yeah, yeah. Very, very easily that that scene that she has where she's just screaming for no reason and she's laughing and right blah, 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 blah. is I was gonna say right after she held a knife to um, yeah Jiro yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. when she's just like laughing and slamming the dolls and shit. That's so cool. And then they fuck. It's and, then they, like and then a, they fuck out of nowhere. It's such a power move, man. It's yeah. so like, and then like, and then, but then I think like this film, is Kurosawa maybe one of the best filmmakers for characters, for writing characters? Quite possibly, yeah. Because obviously he's not the only screenwriter in his writing team, but this was a big, that was a big reason for our love of Seven Samurai. Yeah. When thinking of back to Hidden Fortress, they the characters were a big part of that enjoyment. Yeah. And even thinking about this, it's like again, you've obviously got Hidatora, who initially is the most, you know, he's the fascinating one. Mm. But then you've got but then you've got Taro, Jiro, Saburo, who are all three yeah. very different types of characters and all three very defined characters in the sense of like okay, I can see where you can go and I can see where you can go and I can see where you can go. Mm. But then you've got other characters spurting off that. Again, you've got Lady Kaeda and then you've got yeah. Lady Sue, who Sue very well could have just been, ah, oh, Jiro's wife. But then you find yeah. out, oh, she's got history in the sense of like Hidatora burnt her family's castle. Mm. But then there's also, but then she's also got a brother who's living out in a wood who's blind from getting his eyes gouged out. And then, so you've got like other, ca- like you've got another mini history of there being yeah. a thing, but then you've also got like, goddamn, what's his name? Um, Kiyomi, the basically the jester who is just the oh, perfect side th- character. This dude, right. Okay. So this is the one that I wanted to talk about because he's my joke answer for the, uh, <laughs> for the best character in the movie. 
Um, what is the point in this guy? Why has he not been murdered yet? Was was my question surrounding him. All he does, right, is run around like a little prick. Yeah. Jump, jumping around, squatting and shouting at people. And then he, he, he follows who is essentially the king around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just sings songs about how much of a fucking idiot he is to I, his I face. Like- and I'm like... Why have you not been merged yet? Why the fuck do people keep him around? Well, that's what, I almost like that because it's like, well, there must be a reason then. It's like it was almost like you're a bitch, but then people are like, ah, oh, fine, we'll just deal yeah, with I him. Don't, fine, I whatever. Don't, I don't get it. It's the bit when he's like, the bit when the when uh, God, what's his name? The the main warlord dude, uh, Hidatora. Yeah, when he's Tassia Dakadai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's gone mental, right? When he's like actually lost his mind. For some reason, because um, his castle burns down or something. When he when he loses the mind, third castle, yeah, the third. Yeah, the, uh, the the guy starts singing a song. Yeah, N- not the time, dude. Stop it. What are he's you trying doing? to lift spirit? He's trying to lift spirits. No, he's not. He's trying to be a prick. He's he's basically singing around, going, "Ooh, the king's lost his head. What a fucking idiot." And it's like, <laughs> dude, just fucking. Can you leave him alone for like two minutes? Jesus but Christ! But then what's his guy? Uh, no, that's not him. Who is it? It's uh, Tango. Tango. Um, yeah. Who's also, again, not a massive character, but when I saw him ride it up, I was like, "Oh shit! Yeah, this, this guy. guy. This fucking it's- guy." And then and then he's and then he's trying like show away uh, Koami, being like, "Can you just fuck off for a bit?" Yeah. So it's like, you got like a nice little like trio in that regard as well, mm. and who's um, Kurogane? That's the other character I was gonna shout out. Who yeah. is the so, again? This film, in my opinion, has so many stories and so many characters to where you could someone could have just pitched one of those as a film. Yeah, like someone could have solely pitched the Jiro story. And be like, oh, this is the story we're going for. Yeah. And that's it. But then we've got another one going. But again, these characters, again, the uh, the uh, Kurogane character is like so, again, he's fascinating in the sense of like, he killed Taro, yeah. which again, I'll get a scene. I'll probably get a scene in a bit. He killed him, which is wild. And then, you know, he's been ordered to kill Sue. And then he just, in one of my favorite scenes in the whole film, he's bring, he brings this, what's presumably the head of Sue, yep. leaves it, allows the unboxing to take place. <laughs> and then, and then, um, Kaeda is like, what is it? And it's just like a, like a beheaded stone statue of a fox with just salt all around it. Yeah. And he goes, and to which, to which Kura, uh, Kuragane just goes, Oh, she turned into a fox. That's weird. <laughs> Great banter. Weird, and she's like, and, and she, she's like, how dare you insult us? It's like, well, this has been known to happen. Mm. And then he just goes through a general mythology, and then he ends his conversation by looking at Jiro and going like, make sure you don't be made a bitch out of, mate. And then he just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent stuff. You can't argue with it. It's a, it's a straight up power play. Well, was, there was another line he said. It was like right before they were about like head off to like possible battle. He goes like, "A warlord has never submitted to his 
to a woman yeah. or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He basically went, dude, don't be whipped. <laughs> he yeah, basically... he's basically being like Andrew Tate. He's being like, dude, you're being a total fucking beta male right now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I, Christ. I'm talking about that scene that I was talking, that I was going to say. Yeah, it's, go it's, it's an, like, God, it's... It's weird how like you're not as hot in this film because I feel like I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna unload my enthusiasm and it's just not gonna be massively reciprocated. But here we go. That, that's fine, it's, man. I'll absorb. I'll absorb it. It's to me when I'm gonna think of like like best film scenes mm. that I have personally seen. Yeah. I'm gonna think of that like Third Castle Invasion as one of them from purely everything that is involved in filmmaking when yeah. i think of like not just like oh emotional it's like a really well-written moment it's just when i think of some of that is such a incredible film achievement that scene is going to stick out in my head in so many ways for the fact that they had an actual fucking castle just burnt down there was, <laughs> I, I had a look, a little look at the trivia, Robbie. There's oh, yeah. no, there's no miniatures in this film. There was zero miniatures in this film whatsoever. All so, of that was built. All of it was built, and all of it was that real size. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> you've got that, but you've got not only like an actual. I'm looking at an actual fucking medieval Japanese castle, which is yeah. already impressive. <laughs> Which yeah. is already impressive as it is, with really authentic costumes. And I'm a big fan of the Hedotora makeup, I will say. It's clearly makeup, but I love yes. how the, this whole film, I love the style of it. Absolutely love oh, yeah. the style yeah. and the aesthetic of it because it just looks it looks so stylistic, but it fits so well in. Like you can see his, his makeup's painted on. You can see like I yeah. think Tassi and Akadai was like a I'm trying to think. He w- he would have been like in his fifties at the like oh, early fifties. Okay, so yeah. he's getting made up to look like he's in his seventies. And it's not like a Gary Oldman track, like Gary Oldman, The Darkest Hour, or mm. anything like that. It's like it's just it's very theatrical. But the way again, the film is so vibrant and so fictional that that just works. Yeah. And when you talk about vibrancy, my God. The gore in this film, I <laughs> love, love so much. Again, I'm a big fan of gore in film. Yes. Like, again, this is, there's always something about when I'm watching Kill Bill, no matter how long it takes, how long I don't watch it for, as soon as I watch it, for some reason, and again, I've explained this many times in this, over the intermission, I just yeah. love, like, Japanese culture, and I love Japanese storytelling, and specifically, I love samurai the samurai genre and there's just something like i don't know what it is i haven't quite emotionally found why it's so ingrained into me but there's some it's like you know like the feeling that you get whenever the uh the helicopter shot in jurassic park starts and you're like yes. i'm gonna cry and then yeah, the, theme the theme starts. Comes on. there's just some yeah. it's like a pavlovian reaction or something like that yeah there's certain samurai imagery that i just see that like it just makes me i don't know what it is it just makes me emotional and there's again, or like when it's like gore, or like like certain like samurai related gore or something as well. Like whenever there's just fountains of blood and Kill Bill, like I just get emotional and I don't know why. It's like happy emotion. 
I just feel really yeah. giddy. Like that Oren Ishii fight and the ble- and the bride fight in the snow. Mm. I'm just I get emotional. I'm like, I don't know what it is. And there's moments where I'm just seeing like it's when it becomes like the sound effects are gone and we just get that score playing and we just seeing the we're just hearing the music and we're seeing carnage. And yeah. it's moments where it's like you see, and it's not like it's not like, and then we cut, and there's an arrow in someone's chest. I don't know how no, they it, did it. You see an arrow go into people. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Maybe they just shot those guys with arrows. That's know. what I mean. There's moments maybe they killed see, guys on this. Set. I don't know. It looks real. That's what I mean. It's like there's just cameras, yeah. and you're seeing people fall off horses. And I'm like, how? There's that, is, there's that one moment where a guy gets, I think, shot off a horse, and he's yeah. led there, and then there's horses coming towards him, and they're jumping over him. I'm like, oh my god, his head is so close to just being stomped oh, yeah. on. I'm like, that is. Where's the risk assessment? Squash like a goddamn watermelon in a slow mo guy's YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what. And it's like the blood is, it's just paint. Yeah, it is legit just paint. It's, it's vibrant red. <laughs> but I just I don't know why. It's when it became like really like just static imagery where like it was like a bit post the carnage and you just saw yeah. so many people just laid out and the blood's dr- it's not like they've just oh they've just done a little bit of red paint on their hands and their arms. It's dripping. It's pouring yeah. out. And I'm like, this is some of the most gorgeous imagery I'm seeing in my <laughs> entire fucking life. That to the point where I am starting to feel like I'm like welling up watching it. Cause I'm like You know, because you're a lunatic. It's not the fact that but it's it's yeah, exactly. I'm a maniac. Because you're a fucking maniac watching dead bodies and going, This is Oh, it's this is beautiful. <laughs> this is beautiful. This is some of the most beautiful stuff I've ever seen. It's not the fact I've seen death, but it's like it's the violence is portrayed in such this beauty that yeah. I'm looking at. I'm like, this is again. It's a sound fucking wanky or whatever. A lot of people usually try throw films and go, oh, that was that belongs in an art gallery, and that you could freeze yeah. that frame and you could hang that as a painting. To me. I'm look. This is the this is one of the very few times where I watch a film. I go like, I feel like I'm in a museum, just looking at like historical art in like yeah. the way it visually just looks. It just unlocks something in my brain to where like that's the emotion that's being elicited, like it, that's yeah, being evoked. That and again, it's like, and then I think as well because I it's quite over it's quite an overwhelming turning point in the story where it's yeah. like. Oh, Hidatora is now fucked. And yeah, now, it is. And, yeah. and again, music, 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 only music. Taro gets shot in the back. And then I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. That was Taro. That, hang on a minute. And then Jiro's just like, oh, what the fuck? And then like uh, Kuragana just rides up next to me. He goes like, just holding a smoking gun. He goes, Taro's dead. There was like, just like a... Uh, was it like a um, a rogue shot? Yeah. And then yeah. they look, and then they just look at the gun, and, and then he like... just tosses it, and he goes, "Oh my god!" Like there were so many moments, like, and that was one of them where I legit went, like, I just my face dropped. I was like, "Nah, oh <laughs> no, oh fuck!" Oh like, like, shit! I, I think I legit audibly went, "That's mad!" <laughs> <laughs> and again, and again, I don't know what it is. I think it is because I am just an absolute geek for samurai. Yeah. Genre stuff. Ghost of Tsushima made me cry so many times. Again, for similar reasons to why I just got really happy 
So yeah. <laughs> it's, I think everyone has those just base. It's like, oh, I just need this simple, sim- if you just nail this, I don't need anything massive or extravagant. I just need something so simple from this specific type of thing. And I'm fine. Again, some people have that with like dance. Some people have like, all I just need is like a certain yeah. dance, like in a ballet and that just nail that's fine. Like my mom's like that, like she like there's like strictly's on and there's moments where I walk in and I walked in like the other way. I don't give a shit about strictly come dancing. But my Whoa mom now. But my mom loves it. And it which is people are baffled because I did Latin and ballroom dancing. I don't give a fuck about strictly <laughs> come dancing though. So but like I walked in and my I just like say something I just like say something to my mum and my mum I can't remember exactly what she said, but she basically went like, I've just watched something really incredible. Do you want to watch it? And I went like, I'm okay. I can't stay. But like, so there's different things like that. So to me, something I'll just do it for someone. And and this film has loads of those moments for me. Yeah. Like, not Uh, like, like, not like, it's not just like, Oh, there's this one moment that really does it. It's like the film started and I'm like, God, it's like I'm just. It's like again. It's I just got overwhelmed seeing samurai on horses. Yeah, and I'm like that's just just something about that that just really like. And again, I think it's done in such a really pristine way of like such. Again, I love the black. Again, love black and white samurai films and that. But to me, there's just something about samurai in color that just really like it's like breathtaking. I don't like mm. black and white samurai is cool and it's really cool and atmospheric. Yeah like Japanese things in color with that type of architecture and stuff like that. It's just cool to me. That's uh, that fair enough. I just need to check I... something. Yeah. Why are we apparently only being recorded for 12 minutes? Oh, no. Hmm. Oscar, no. Why did that? Oh no! I got a minute. That's today. Oh no, we've got a recording that ended about like at five to ten. So I don't know why it stopped and did another recording, but I think we're okay. That's weird. But yeah, okay, oh, I'll yeah. figure that out. Yeah. But yeah, but there. Bizarre. But that's just like a moment in this film. I think. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? I specifically, listen to me. That one scene moment. I again, I'll get my thing and then I'll let you speak because I yeah, don't want to just be me gushing. Uh, that's but. Right. I've been, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast, but my earliest memory in life is sitting on the potty watching Fantasia. Fair enough. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that's my earliest memory in life. I just remember watching The Sorcerer's Print as being like barely able, being a toddler, just seeing like, <laughs> do, 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 And to me, and that was like the first film I've ever seen in my life. And to me, I, again, and I think, I owe a lot. And I watched that back recently, like Fantasia, like a year or two ago. And I'm like, this explains so much to why I, to the type of films I like. Cause it's not, All right, okay. it's, it's not the generic Disney flick. Yeah. It's Walt Disney being an artsy fartsy motherfucker. <laughs> and that's what it's, it's Walt Disney making his own pretentious bullshit is what he did. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, that explains <laughs> things to me. And I think because there's obviously that there's obviously within that film there's moment obviously it's just it's just animation and just classic music. Mm. There's no there's no sound effects or anything. And I think 
there was a part in my brain that watching the third castle invasion that elicited that moment where I was just, it was just nothing but the music and just gorgeous imagery to me that like also unlocked that bit of me where it's like, I feel like I'm watching film for the first time in my life again. Jesus Christ. Again, there was something about this film, Robbie. I don't know what it is, but just it really, again, when I mean, when I watch this film and when it ended, I'm like, this is why I love watching film. It just yeah. really did so. And again, I could Im- I could totally imagine myself. I've already started because I watched a few like imagery. I watched like, you know, like those like reactions where like someone watches a film and they do a confirmation thing. I'm not sure if you know. Yeah. Who you- it's a guy called James versus Cinema. I think is it where it's like. Uh, fil- I don't know. Where it's like filmmaker reacts to blank for the first time. And so oh, okay. I watched yeah. some of his stuff and he had like a thing on Ron. So I watched that for to just refresh myself on this, lean into this discussion and even just watching some shots. And I'm like, God, I'm going to revisit this in a year. I'm going to be like, this is going to be like in my top 10 favorites. Like, at the mid- like that's just the feeling I get with this. Yeah. So yeah, that is the emotions that a scene gave me. <laughs> in Dear <Ron>. God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Is that right? It's, I, yeah, I don't know. Was, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I, I didn't even like. I don't know. Like, to me, this is not. I would say it is in. If I was to rank the um, the samurai films we've done on this podcast, which are the only samurai films I've ever seen. It's five, I think, isn't it? We've seen. Yeah. Some samurai, Harakiri. Yeah, five. Yeah, five. It would probably be second from bottom. Okay. Well, if bottom. I if if I was to uh come on now. Hidden Fortress, yeah. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> come on, we all know. Hidden Fortress yeah. is a good time, but it's also Yeah, it's it, yeah, I don't know. Actually, uh maybe not. I don't know. There's not been one that I've like disliked. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Hidden Fortress is is fine. It's not like I don't get angry about it. It's no. okay. Um and this for me is kind of kind of that, but then I, I would say it's probably I would put it on a level with Harakiri in the sense that I find Harakiri quite dull. It's a bit slow. It's that that that's a bleak film. Yeah. That's a bleak Where, film. Whereas this isn't as bleak and I think it has more no. enjoyable elements to it. But I don't know, something to me I think I think you know when you were saying earlier about how the 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 characters are so distinct and stuff to you. Mm-hmm. I I didn't have any distinction between the brothers at all. Right, okay. When, apart, when I was watching, apart, apart from what kimono color they were wearing, what color? Yeah, exactly. Kimono, well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I was just kind of like, yeah, they're all kind of doing the same thing anyway. I don't know. They're all they're all kind of the same. I mean, the the, the third, the youngest brother, is Saburo. kind of yeah. Saburo is kind of like he's kind of a rebel and whatever. But then you don't see him for most of the movie anyway. So the the two that are left are kind of they're mostly the same to me. I I I, I see it as yeah. like. A, you know that they, they, the first one gets given the power, and then he's angry, and the other one is also angry, and then they swap, and one of them dies, and they remain angry. Mm. I, I don't know. They, they they don't they don't stand out to me as being like, you know, like iconic, distinct characters. Um, I can understand that. The thing that I thought, like with you, because obviously, the thing that uh, has drawn you in to samurai genre generally is almost like the 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 law of samurai yeah 
yeah. almost. And like, and I, and I thought like, well, there's a lot of like, like what would have when watching this, I wasn't sure like how you would have thought of the film. Yeah, uh, but one thing I thought like maybe you would have like at least been like, oh, I can get on board with that. Is like almost the fact of like you've got almost like different sections of like world yeah. building. No, that yeah. Like, we can go to the castle, but then there's also this one guy, like, in a cabin off to yeah. one side. Well, that, 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 I think, is probably the strongest part of this for me, is is the different kind of, the different, I, I, I don't know if it's just because I've been, I've been watching the show for the first time, but it felt kind of Game of Thrones-y. No, I can agree. And that there was the main clan and what they had going on and the infight in there, but then there was also, like, this other lady who was living in the castle and she's trying to worm her way into the family to break it apart from the inside. Like, she has her own reasoning for things. And then there's this other lady who's also been done over in a similar way to the other lady. But she took took Buddhism. She took the other way and just was like, it's all chill, man, don't worry about it, Buddhism. And then her brother is like a blind dude that just lives in the dark in in the woods or whatever. Plays the flute. Yeah, like, like those things where it's like, you know, there's a world outside of just... The, that that's where I start to agree with you with the stuff of like it felt like a mini series, yeah, yeah, because there is so many moving parts and it is kind of constructed like clockwork and it's it's very like well constructed. Um, like by the end of the film, we have like multiple things concluding. Yeah, like by like we've got like you know like, well the film ends with the the blind guy. Like yeah. is that that's the end of that, but that's like we get like a wrap up of everyone. To be, to be fair, the wrap up of everyone's story is like everyone's dead. Everyone's <laughs> dead. Everyone go home. Everyone's dead. It's all such right? a. It's such ah, oh, mate. It's such like. I mean, it is a Shakespearean tragedy. And, yeah, I, I want to say that. I want to say that a bit. I I want to almost do it after section when we finish talking about. It. I've got right. a, a brief bringing back of like uh, the trivia section of what yes. we what we did once upon nice. a time but more like brief little facts that i find in, found interesting as opposed to a big trivia but one thing that i thought was interesting was that although this is known as oh it's based on king lear by yeah. shakespeare and that um it wasn't originally written for that like kurosawa originally wrote the film more so based on just Jap- a, a Jap- japanese legend Really, oh, right. okay. just general Japanese legend. Specifically, let me see if I can find the samurai, the guy's name, uh, Mori Motonari is specifically. Oh, I need to look up more about okay. him. But uh, Mori Motonari was a prominent uh, daimyo in the western uh, Chugoku region of Japan during the Sengoku period of the 16th century. The Mori clan claimed descent from the Oe no Hiramotu, an advisor to Minamoto. He um. Motonari was called the Beggar Prince. So I don't know loads about him, but apparently that was like a big influence on that. But who was it? Someone said like, have you ever thought about doing King Lear? He's like, I don't know. But then apparently like that's how it became woven in. I don't don't know. King Lear is actually a Shakespeare story that I don't know loads about. I don't know. No, I know Ian McKellen did it. Yeah, I yeah. think or uh, that might be King Richard the Third. I might be getting confused. Maybe both. I think. Uh, yeah. But I know apparently King Lear. The King Lear story is the king has it's three daughters, not three sons. Oh, okay. So different. So Almighty Brother, which is interesting because obviously the three sons aspect is very macho and like, well, I'm the king now. 
And so yeah. It, yeah. It, it might be more about dece- uh, deceiving yes. within, within King Lear, probably, where this is more like warlord, Japanese samurai, and, yeah. you know, all that stuff, which, I mean, I'm, it, I fuck hard with. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, it's right up your street, you know. It's right up my street. That's what I mean. I think it's long. It, it's long, but it's not too long to me. To mm. where, but also I like. I was because I was worried. Like, oh, I don't want this to be a really like complicated ass story where I'm gonna have to yeah. really, really fucking focus in on. But it's like it's quite simple. It's a yeah. really. It's like guy. Ah, I'm, I'm relinquishing my power. But so you can have it. You're the oldest, so you get it. But I still have certain responsibilities. But you have the yeah. title, and then it becomes a very like, you know, once. And also, I think it's also one of these things. Like once you know, like every Japanese samurai film that we've talked about, once you at least get an understanding on whose names who, you can yeah. easily follow these films. Because oh yeah, definitely. Like, I think Sword of Doom. My Sword of no, Sword of Doom. More so Harakiri. Harakiri was definitely like a film where they just said names and you were expecting yeah, to be like, Wait, which time, one was yeah. that again? Which one was that again? Yeah. So so it's a similar type of thing with this in a sense. Like, I mean, once you know who Taro Jiro and Saburo and yeah. uh, Sue and Kaed, once you watch the film and you go, oh yeah, I know th- th- that's that one. You're yeah. fine. It's a simple, yeah, you're out, really, you're simple really simple story. Uh, I want to briefly talk about the ending of it, of this okay. film. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that's my last point narratively. Cool. It, and then we could talk about more like the filmmaker side of things with it. This, and again, this is when I know like, cause I was worried in the sense, like I was really into it for the first half. And then I'm not saying that I dipped um, within the second half, but I did feel like, okay. Like within the second act, like I was like, okay, I'm not, the energy isn't as there. For me, yeah. it, might, it might be because I had paused the film for a bit to like do something. Like I, okay. like I think I, I needed to, needed to dip to the loo and then take the take some dishes down or whatever. I'm, oh, okay. Little things like that could like that, that's why whenever like I I had a conversation with like a mate one time where he could just pause a film and then do something and then go oh. back and then and then resume. I'm like, oh dude, I need to watch the film instantly. Like that's oh, why yeah. like, that's like when I'm if I'm sticking a film on, I'm putting my phone on, do not disturb. I'm turning the blinds so I'm in darkness. And I'm like, yep. I don't even recline because I feel too tired when I recline in my chair. I'm like, I'm sitting watching this film. That is yep. what I'm doing. I'm not doing anything else. And so even like a brief bit of like, I need to pause this because I really need a piss. And, yeah. then I, <laughs> and then I'm back and I'm like, right, okay. So I need to get back into it a little mm. bit. But the ending really got me back to like really get again. We got big grand scale things. There's yeah. certain shots where you just see a clan on a hill, on a, like a mountain in the distance, just like coming up. I'm like, that shot is so crazy to think about directing, in yeah. the sense of like, that's a that's a big fucking. <laughs> thing like right we need them to be exactly at this moment and because we've got people in the foreground who need to look up and like god imagine if you're like one guy up on there and you don't quite like get or like you're, you're just kind of out of it <laughs> or like or like someone like slightly falls off the horse he goes ah shit we need to reset yeah <laughs> we need to reset like Crazy. how do you reset a shot like that, that doesn't... Yeah. exactly 
and so we had like that. You had like those like moments like that, and it got to the end with it all. Lady Kaida gets fucking sliced, which <laughs> is one of my favorite gore shots ever. And again, I love that it's really Tarantino esque in terms of how he does it, and it's shit like that. Where again, for some reason, whenever I see something like that, I think it's really anime. The way yeah. that it happens, where it's like, where I can't remember, she goes like, ah, well, uh, shit has to happen. And then, like, um, Kuragana just goes, I'm sick of this bitch. So he just, the camera slightly moves up. He gets a sword out. You see a slice. And then you just see, like, a... Yeah. Just, like... A big old just, splatter. And I'm like, and I think I... I and I, my instant reaction, because I was really into, like, the character, everything in mm. this film. My instant reaction was like... Oh shit, I can't believe that's how that happened <laughs> for that character. But then I also was like, oh shit, that was sick. <laughs> that, <Yeah. laughs> was, that was a cool effect. That was so cool. I think it's like because a lot of this stuff is really cool and stylistic that we don't get anything like that unless the director is Tarantino these days. Yeah. That I'm like, it's just so welcoming to see someone like that happen. Yeah. Almost. I want to say as well, because although Tarantino does it, you're watching a Tarantino film and Tarantino has a certain like grindhouse grit to his films, even in his films that are a bit more prestige. Like yeah. there's still a bit of like, not shoddy, that's not the word I'm thinking of, but you know what I mean? Like a bit yeah, more like, like, yeah, I know what you mean. like video store right, rental like, almost. Yeah. Like that yeah. type of feel. Like, like even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood feels like a film that you would get on VHS and Blockbuster. Like yeah. that's the type of feel where it's like, Ron feels like a big prestige period piece. Mm. But then you've got really like over the top gore in it yeah, as well, yeah. which is like and, like. and like you said, the makeup earlier, like things, yeah. things like that, where it's like, it's kind of camp. It's there's like. A, there's a bit of camp, but the overall film yeah. is quite, this is really grand and prestigious and. Yeah. Whoa, but then it's like, but then we just got like a blood spray. Just, yeah. just that. And then it's like. And then it's like the moment of like. I, I was like too completely sold on this little happy ending for a little bit where Hidatora uh, is on the back of Saburo's horse as, and he's like, oh yeah, we'll talk like fa- we'll talk like like father to son. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then I'm like, but then part of me was like, Summit. It wasn't like yeah. Summit Bad's going to happen. My head was like, right, I thought this film was going to go one way so many different times, but then we went another way in so yeah. many. Di- Again, I was genuinely expecting to see Suez head in that moment, mm. and then we saw the fox. So, like yeah. again, I'm like, this film could legit just show me a severed head right now, but then didn't. And then it didn't. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, it's a nice happy ending, but something's probably gonna happen. And then I hear a gunshot, and I first thought it was just a a rogue gunshot. Yeah, and then you just see Saburo just go. Just yeah. limp. And I'm like, and I think I was like, oh fucking, of course that happened. And I was <laughs> I was like, oh damn it. I was like, well, to be fair, that is very Shakespearean tragedy yeah. where it's like, and then everyone dies, and then and then a little bit afterwards you go like, oh, um, here's this. And then you see another thing where it's like, wait a minute, that's that's a head, that is. And it's yeah. Sue's head. And you don't see the head, but you see her kimono. Yeah. Brilliant way of doing it, man. So cool. And then we see a big wide shot of the bodies of the cab and then like a beheaded body. And then we see the blind guy just looking just, over everything. Just, well. Well. 
he's 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 over everything. I don't know if he's yeah, looking. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's certainly there, isn't he? He's certainly there, and it's just like, God, I don't know. I, it's like, and then it ended. I was just like, that is kind of exactly how I would have. I think it would have felt very disingenuous if it was like, and then everything was happily ever after. It's like yeah. the way this film was going. It was like the whole film was almost like. Yeah, 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 what goes around comes around, bitch. So it's yeah. like nothing should have ended happy. No, because no, it would have. If this ended with like Saburo and Hidatora just like drinking jasmine tea. Yeah, no, just chilling. It's kind of it's kind of the only way it could have ended. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, great. I, again, it's a example of like there was no story beat in this where I was dissatisfied. Personally. Yeah, and. We'll talk about the filmmaking side of things now because this is genuinely... We talk about Umbrellas of Cherbourg, how I went Umbrellas of Cherbourg might be one of the greatest examples of um, film cinematography. Mm. This is another example of that to me in the sense of like... What? Yeah, man. I don't, like, gen- what are you talking about? <laughs> how can you... Uh, this, this is what baffles me. How can you look at this film and go, yeah, it didn't really look that appealing. It doesn't... Um, it doesn't at all it's again i'm speechless by that because i'm like i just don't know how like i i I don't know what looks so special about it it's just everything's just everything's a bit washed out everything's a bit so vibrant by the way how you're looking at it's not though Right, I watched a I watched a 4K transfer. I want to say, by the way, of a Blu-ray. So I don't know what version you're watching, but well, it wasn't going to be 4K, was it? <laughs> well, it's, well, it wasn't 4K, but I mean, like, it was it was a Blu-ray 4K transfer. Like, it, it was on Blu-ray, not 4K HD. Right, okay. But it was a 4K trans like res- restoration. Is, right. Uh, that was take. It was stu- It was. It, I've got the Studio Canal Blu-ray that was released right. like for it for the 40th anniversary of it. 40. Mm. 30 years, 30 years, 2015. It hasn't yeah. reached its 40th fucking anniversary yet. Um, but it was, it was, it, it got taken from the actual, like, like master film negative and Studio Canal restored it from there as right. a 4K restoration. So that's how I watched it, which is, so I don't know how you were watching it, but so I'm baffled you're going, it's all washed out. Well, not, not like washed <laughs> out, but it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was. It was. It, I, there was at no point in this where I looked at it and was like, "Wow, not like, that that not looks like, amazing." Not like the sun glow thing, like with the, like when um, Hidatora's talking to Sue for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Not not the big ass wide shot, the burning castle, and then he's yeah, walking I'm, away yeah, from it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, it's, I don't know. It's not. I don't know. None of this was like, whoa. Whoa, man! It looked like it looked like when um, you know, like on a YouTube fan film nowadays, where it's just like it's, it's very obvious that just a load of dudes got around in a field and filmed the thing. It kind of looked like that. Oh dear! <laughs> I don't know. It was just like it was okay. I don't know. <laughs> I think to me as well, because obviously the the way this film was framed, it was framed in wides mainly. Mm. And a lot yeah. of stills. This was mainly because, I mean, it works as well because it's medieval Japan and it's clearly been reminisce ancient yeah. Japanese paintings. And Kurosawa spent a decade storyboarding this film 
by just painting every by by painting. Insane. He, like, uh, but I think he was also. I think his hobby was just painting anyway as well. So I think right, that's. Okay. So I think he did it more so to also just pass the time. But he thought, well, while I'm do to pass the time, I may as well make this the storyboard for my film for the yeah. film that, for the film that I want to make. Basically, this was his big passion project that I wanted to do, and his like whole thing was like he didn't get loads. In the seventies, he was kind of looked upon as like a bit of a washed-up director. It wasn't yeah. until in nineteen eighty, which is a, uh, a film called Kagamusha, came out, which is another color samurai film that he did, starring Tatsuya Nakadai. Film I haven't seen yet, but film came five years prior to this. But that's a film that Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas helped produce. As oh they, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, as they were big, as they're big Kurosawa fans, they were like, yeah. You know, we'll use our state. We'll use our Godfather and our Star Wars status to help you make a yeah. film because we think you're fucking cool and we think you should still be making films. So, yeah. so he was probably like making Ran, like imagining what he could do with Ran, like this yeah. film. So he's like, well, I'll, I'll have that. I'm not. I'm probably not going to be making this anytime soon. Let me spend the time painting the fucking film. Jesus Christ. Which, yeah. And to me, each friend, and also. Is, is a bit of a factoid thing. By this point, he was like 74, 76 when making this film. And apparently by the time principal photography came around, his vision was basically gone. He could right, barely okay. see. So he basically had his assistant director be the one communicating with his cinematographers. There was fucking three cinematographers for this film. Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, one of them is the, was Kurosawa's regular cinematographer, the guy who did Sam, yeah. Samurai and that. Who became, I think, the oldest person nominated for the cinematography role from this film? Oh, um, uh, nice. But the assistant director basically communicated with the cinematographer of like, right, the frame it needs to be just like this, and just help with the painting. Jesus really. Christ! So, so the film was framed with paintings with Japanese paintings as references, yeah. and you can see it. Like, there's no like wild movement. There's no like. Mm. Yeah, and then, yeah. And to me, that's I think that's why I love the cinematography so much in this because it's like, just give me a while because the imagery is so beautiful. Like, to me, the imagery is just so beautiful anyway. The landscapes are just so stunning. The costumes are just amazing anyway. The sets are extraordinary. We're like, just give me a fucking like a wide for me to look at this and just let everything be framed in a very specific way that just lets me just see this gorgeous imagery yeah. i don't i don't need like a big 360 movement i don't need a big one i mean there's oneers the way this yeah. the way this film <laughs> the way this film seems like it was framed was like one camera was set one way and then another camera was set the other way and yeah. they just let the actors act mm. yeah it, I, do, it feels like that a lot of the time feels very like it feels very japanese theatrical yes which i like a lot more than Certain types of theatrical. Looking at you, Seven Year Rich. Whoa. Now. Calm the fuck down, all right? <laughs> As we all know, Robbie Tweedell is the biggest Seven Year Rich fan. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm... <laughs> am I the... taking on that title? Is that a thing that I own now? I think you're the only one that I've ever heard of being like, guys, the Seven Year Rich. It's a good movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah, what, but, but that's like but that's like with me with the cinematography with this film it's like it works so well because again to me you know you know again it's gonna sound so fucking stupid for me 
But you know, like some people, and I'm usually, and I'm like this as well with certain things, where like certain like comic book films are framed, and it's like that's a shot that's like framed exactly like a panel from the comic. Like yeah. I, you know, I like 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 how Sin City did that, and I think, am I right in thinking some Batman films have done that? Well, it's like that's basically. Oh, yeah, probably. Well, they did the uh, they did the Dan Returns cover thing in Batman v Superman, didn't they? With I mean, the lightning bolt and the. Yeah. I'm sure there was some of was there something from the Batman that was I can't remember. There was probably thing, I don't but, know. But there's moments like that where you're like, what? And it's just like where you just see like a frame. And it's like, that yeah. is fucking cool. To me, it's like I just looking like at an imagery. And it, although I'm not like I'm not like a fucking like expert on every Japanese painting ever, or like I don't have a favorite Japanese painting, but like I know what they look like. Yeah. I've almost seen a film that looks like one. I'm just like, that's just fucking cool. Again, it's almost like, I think the best way I could describe my love for this film is like, it just seems like, obviously I would love this. Like it just seems made for me of like the simple, it does every, it does the simple things that make me happy. Yeah. And that's the best. And again, I could also argue that like, if you're on about, again, from an unbiased point of view, I could also agree if someone goes, this is top 10 greatest films ever made. I can go, I can also perfectly understand that from like how it's made as a film and like yeah. the fact it tells such like, like it's a Shakespearean, it's a Shakespeare story directed by Akira Kurosawa at the height, at, like at like the best technical ability he could be in to yeah. me. Like to me, it's like it's almost like the perfect combination of just a range of artistic things. Like it's like we get Shakespeare and Kurosawa and Japanese art, and yeah, we just get this piece of film that is a perfect encapsulation of of just like really renowned art. Is the way yeah. I, is the, is like the way I can describe it as being one of the greatest films ever made personally for me it's one of my favorites just because it has a lot of shit in it that i'm like that's really cool i really like that it's just yeah damn and for me it's a-okay <laughs> and i probably won't remember anything about it in about a week's time <laughs> such a shame because i could definitely see myself <laughs> like like it's it feels i like should it- i should watch it again i think I feel like I should probably watch it again it would, when I'm when I'm less tired all the time. It, yeah, I mean it hasn't been <laughs> helping these days, has it? Hasn't no, it really hasn't. I think like oh no, like it it it, it is a film. It it almost just does feel like some like it feels so unlike anything that I have seen. Like I can't think of anything to, to compare this with. Mm. Personally, I don't know. Like again, we said like again like narrowly. I can understand Game of Thrones as kind of is there's a lot of game yeah. of thrones ness like this but yes. like i don't know like again i might i might watch kagabusha like his other color samurai film we did in the 80s yeah. and i'm like that's exactly like ron or whatever but like yeah i don't know like at this moment in time it's just it's just so unique to like itself that like whenever i feel like if i get like a feeling i want to watch this type of film you know, like like sometimes you're like, I want I'm in the mood for this type of film. So you've got like either Step Brothers or Anchorman. You know, like you know yeah. what I mean? If yeah. you're like, I'm in the mood for a daft comedy starring Will Ferrell, which one? Like yes. type of thing. Like I'm in the mood for like a 
a bit of like a um, suspenseful 70s horror film. It's like, well, we've got The Exorcist or Black Christmas or blah-de-blah or blah-de-blah or blah-de-blah. Yeah. With this, I feel like I'm in the mood for just a really vibrant, big samurai film with Ron. Yeah, because like, there isn't another one. I feel like I feel like that's a very specific thing for me to say, but I do get in moods like that sometimes where I'm like, I want a samurai film, but I want something quite vibrant and very like visually like blur. But yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Damn. Uh, this didn't have a duel. I would have loved a duel in it. That's the only yeah. thing that like I would have. Lo- I would have loved more samurai. In, you know, like I don't know. To me, I was watching this and I was like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. When we were watching the big battle and people had guns, I was kind of bummed out. Not gonna like, understand that. I was like, guns? They're in a samurai movie. Get your fucking sword out. Just start slashing. Well, exactly. I don't know. Like, not not a lot of people were killed by swords in this. I guess Which the uh, just kind of upsetting. I guess because the setting. Because again, we again we've we've talked five very different samurai films. We yeah. they're all five very different samurai films. I think this film is like the big war film that we've talked yeah. about, like with kingdoms. And the, yes, I think this is the yeah. only. I think this is like obviously kingdoms have been present in all the samurai films we've talked about, mm. uh, but this is like the film where we're focusing on a kingdom and everything that involved is involved with that. So yeah, it is more just big. It's it, it is more just like watching a big load of people on horses just go like this. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, the it's smush. That. Whereas like Sword of Doom is more like watching one guy hacking slashing loads of people. Yeah. And Harakiri is like, now let's watch this cool-ass duel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And Seven Samurai is just, I don't know, a bit of everything. Yes. That's a, that's a bit of everything, that one. It's, a, a, it's a bit of a nice little taster, isn't it? <laughs> a nice uh, little taster, sh- three hours, 20 minutes. Just a nice uh, little taster. A, sh- a, a smorgasbord. Do you know what it is? Do you know what? Seven Samurai is almost like a multi-continental buffet. Yeah. Well, it's like, do you want this bit of samurai? That we've got that, we've got, we've got a that, bit of this, we've got a bit of this, got, got a bit, bit of funny. There. What do yeah. you want? <laughs> there's, a bit, there's, a, there's, a, there's not loads of funny in this film. Yeah, um, there yeah. was that. There was that one bit where um, Koyami puts the fucking like flower hat on Hidetaro. Hidetaro, oh, yeah, and then he just yeah. smiles. I, and you know that that guy all the way through. There's that you know there's that guy that definitely should be dead. And I cannot fathom why he's still alive. In terms of like, I think like Tatsuya Nakadai's role in this is interesting. Mm. In the sense of like, I don't, this might be his weaker performance that we've seen him in out of, this is the third film we've seen him. Uh, obviously, yeah. Harakiri saw the doom and then this. But I still think he definitely has, he definitely brings a very unique presence. Like you almost feel yeah. like, Oh, this guy's in a league of his entire own right now. Yes. Like it's, yeah, I, I, I dig, I dig again. It's mm-hmm. a film, a film that I love a lot. I'm glad that th- th- to me, this was a very satisfying season finale for a film. Um, again, and as we've discussed, you know, I think it's more so because I just, it's a lot of things that I just personally like. I don't know why, but they just yeah. all, they just all, it's just things where it's like, like what would Oscar really like? Just all of this. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Tight and a nice little neat bow. There you have it. There we go. There you go. I'll keep, I'll watch it again at some point. Uh, yeah, that, that's Damn. it. I feel like we should wrap up our thoughts on the film. 
Yeah, so. <laughs> But yes. yeah. <laughs> overall, overall, love the film. Uh, would highly recommend. It's in my top three favorite samurai films for me personally. Dear Christ. Uh, it's in, uh, yeah, I guess it's in my top three of, of, the, top- fi- of, of the five I've seen. Do you prefer Oversaw to Doom? No. Is that your number one? That would be your number Pro- one. Probably my number one, yeah. It's good what about, stuff. What, is Harakiri above this? Or Seven Samurai? Uh, I would say it's joint with Harakiri for me. Oh, okay, that's fair. In, in that sense of, although I would say I'm probably never going to watch Harakiri again in my life. Oh, Whereas really? I, I will probably give this another go at some point. So there's always I, I would like to. There's always something about Kurosawa films I just do feel. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, even, yeah. Like, no matter what they are. Masaki yeah, Kobayashi Masaki is a bit of a different beast again, Harakiri. Yeah. And one day we will probably get to the Human Condition trilogy, which is... Cripes. <laughs> Beast, dear to God. Um, with that being said, should we move on to the intermission section? Hell yeah, it's intermission time. Uh, before we get going, I realized that I didn't go through all this in the intro because we went right, we ran right into Ran. Very um, good. Uh, I want to say, obviously, there's links in the description, uh, for all for all the uh, for Instagram and Letterboxd followers. You can see what we're watching, you can see what's going to be the next episode. Keep an eye on the on the Instagram because obviously we're coming to the end of the season, so we might have more updatey things for you yeah, about announcements what and such. Come. Yeah, about whatever that may be. Um, but also in the description, as always, are links to any mental health information. Here on the Intermission Podcast, we are massive advocates for mental health awareness and just general mental health care. Um, yeah. And there's there's a multitude of links. I've left in the description, not just UK based. I want to say that as well. If you are an international listener, I've got stuff in there for like um, mental health USA as well. And stuff in there. I just did copy and paste of stuff. So again, as always, there's stuff there. If you're having a rough day or if you're having a rough week, just, and you don't feel like, uh, and if you don't feel like there's any hope for you, because it can get to like, I can understand it can get like that. Um, and you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to, there's information in the description below for the first step towards that. Yeah. Um, there you go. There's that. And will it be? Oh, yeah. This time next week, um, this will be the last episode before uh, LaBethany is screened at the Tees Valley International Film Festival. Tickets, yeah, are still, tickets are still available if you want to go and see LaBethany on the big screen on the 26th of October. Nice. Uh, at noon. There's also the closing ceremony on Saturday. Quickly get your tickets if you haven't got them. They are running out. Uh, uh, so do that. Um, which is which is me. I haven't. I keep forgetting. So I need to do, do it. I do need to want, do that. Are you able to come up for that? On Saturday? Next Saturday. Yeah. I won't be doing anything. Do you what want do I, me? What do, I, what, do I, what do I do with my goddamn life? Do you want me to get the ticket and then you just pay me back? Oh yeah, please. I'll just do that because you know I'll remember. You know I'll forget until it um, fucking I'll gets just, it. I'll just do it, and then you can pay me back, so you can guarantee to have a ticket there. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that'd be it. great. And then either way, I've already said this to Angus. Either way, I want to have drinks afterwards that night yes. anyway. Because oh, God, yeah. If I win, hell yeah, yeah. We're drinks. If I lose. Hell yeah. It's, we're, getting yeah we're, getting, we're getting drinks. Yeah, we're getting drinks. Yeah. Um, I don't know why everyone else is doing for Halloween as well. I need to ask Connor and Joe. 
Because I think oh, they yeah. are doing something for Halloween. I don't yeah. know what. So I need to ask, and when? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what and when? I, so, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a party on Saturday. This Saturday? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> bless you. Christ. And I'm allergic to them, so that's enough. <laughs> Ah, uh, good stuff. Great jokes. Um, no, it's a seventies and eighties themed ah. birthday party. So yeah, I'm gonna go as I'm gonna go as Tom Baker, Doctor Who. It's gonna be great. Of course, hell yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all of that said. Um, in a mission. What have you got to bring this week, Robbie? For us, I've I've got nothing this week. I've not okay. watched, I've not watched anything. All right. I I I I have nothing to talk about. Um, I could. Oh, do you know what I can go on about? What can you go on about? And I'll I'll keep it brief. Because, call blimey, should I keep this brief? Um, yeah, yeah. Hell, hell of a week for DC. Oh yeah. Let me uh let me talk about. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Um. Okay. Let me find this fucking report. So DC Films is apparently at a turning point. Um, so what's going on here? Um, so James Gunn uh, is angling for another secret uh, DC project. Um, Man of Steel 2 is officially happening finally after oh. all these goddamn years. Uh, it's finally happening. Rumor is it's uh, Christopher McQuarrie. If so, yes. Ooh. Very That's good. good. That's a good so, choice. Yeah, new Henry Cavill Superman film. There's talks of uh, of 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 Christopher McQuarrie doing it. That Zack Snyder hasn't just got his hand around the throat yes. of this fucking property just anymore. Give it to give it to anyone else, please, <laughs> for the love of Christ. I'll um, even take Henry Cavill directing it at this point. I well, exactly. I'll I'll take that. Um, what else is there going on here? Um, they're getting a new boss. Oh yeah, uh, Matt Reeves is developing various different spin-offs for Batman. Uh, did we know? Did we know that anyway? Yeah, but there's talks of other ones. So he's 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 having different directors pitch ideas to him. That's fine. So, so so that he can offload things, so that the Batman universe can kind of expand out with. But but he's ha- but he's, but he's overseeing films. all of it basically. He oversees everything as an exec producer, but. I like but, this. I like this a lot, yeah. man. Uh, there's talks of uh, a Scarecrow project, um, cool. a Clayface project. Who wanted... Mike Flanagan, I think, wants Clayface. I think he's been trying oh, to, like... Give it to him. I think he's been, tr- been talking to Warner Brothers in the sense, like, I think he's randomly, like, I hope you guys know I'm a massive Clayface fan, so yeah. <laughs> if you're doing it... So. Please. Uh, and the other one's Professor Pig. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, do like a weird fucking horrible slasher film because he's a terrifying character, by the way. Sounds, no, he is. He's Sounds stupid, up. but Professor Pig is terrifying. I mean, Arkham Knight. Yes. Oh, Jesus my God, Christ. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's horrific. Um, and I feel like there's something else, but I can't really think about it, anything else. Black Adam's coming out this Friday, and I'm not seeing it. <laughs> uh, I will. I will see it because I probably have to. Do you know what? No. Do you know what? I I made a specific choice to be like. You know what? I'm choosing not to see it because there's legit two other films out that day that I would rather watch. Yeah. Uh, so he's so, coming out at it. The Martin McDonald one. That one. That's. Yeah. I haven't seen a cinema that's playing that yet. So I'm worried. So I'm gonna yeah. have to try and find that. But also the new Park Chan Wook film, Decision to Leave, is coming out. All right. And then so I'm seeing that on Sunday. Oh, so. Nice. So I'm literally choosing to watch 
other films that I actually have an interest in watching. Yeah, anything else. That I just don't. It's not even like an outright, like, I'm boycotting Black Adam. It's like, I just don't care. Well, I was like, I was looking at it and I was like, am I going to go see that? And I was like, I probably am going to see it anyway. But then I was like, do I need to see it? Not really, because the only reason I would have seen it is to see if Superman did actually come back. And I know he did because it got spoiled a week before the movie came out by The Rock. Fucking moron. But also, he probably knew that no one was going to go see the movie without him saying that Superman was in it. So he just said it to get people to go because there's nothing else really in the film. Weirdly enough, the only thing that like intrigued me enough about it was like, cause I've been hit. Cause this has been, this has been going on for years about a black Adam film with the rock. So I'm like, yeah, well, I just it was be, announced just, eight years ago. Yeah. So like, I just, I've just known about this forever. So I'm like, yeah. all right, well, it's probably, and I was like, and I like Shazam. So I'm like, I'll see it because I'll see if it weaves in the Shazam. The rock for some reason is like, he's going to be fighting Superman. It's like, how about, you know, how about I fight Shazam? You know you the know, guy that <laughs> you know. You know his nemesis. You know, you know the guy that like he fights. Can he do that? And you know Shazam's good. So yeah, why it, not? It, it's like it would be like if they announced that they were doing a Green Goblin solo movie, and they were like, and somewhere down the line, he's gonna fight Iron Man. And everyone's like, okay, why, why though? Because he's because <laughs> what about Spider Man? Do you know what this is like? It's like it's like. It's almost like Black Adam. This, I'm talking about films now. It's almost like yes. Black Adam is like a human being. We'll talk about it like this, right? Yeah. Black okay. Black Adam. Black Adam and Shazam. They, they they you know they grew up as each other as like best mates in primary school or whatever. And yeah. then they went to different secondary schools and then whatever. And then yeah. it's like Superman's the cool fucking kid. Like he's like the one yeah. that everyone knows. Shazam isn't mega cool, but he's likable. And it was like, yeah. oh, we, we dig Shazam. Yeah, I, I like Shazam. <laughs> and then Black Adam's like, oh. I'm going to hang out with Superman. It's like, but didn't you hang out with Shazam? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But Shazam's not cooler than Superman. Yeah. So I'm going to hang And then, but it's like, but you're not cooler than, but you're not as cool as Superman. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but Shazam isn't cooler. But you Superman's got- cool. So it's almost like, yeah, okay. Shazam's not cooler, but we're like, but Shazam's likable. You're an arsehole. Yeah. So, it's a, so now it's it- come to the point where Shazam's like, I don't even give a shit about Black Adam anymore. I'm just, I'm fine being my it, own thing. It's so weird because, like, he's mentioned in the Shazam movie. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Bit, there's a bit where the wizard who gives Shazam his powers is like, there was a champion once before, but uh, we don't really talk about that or whatever. He's talking about Black Adam. You know, yeah. the, the, the same guy that gave Shazam his powers gave Black Adam his powers and made a mistake because he's a bad dude. It's a, it's a whole thing. Like, it's, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's fucking bizarre. The other bit was that uh, a sequel script to The Flash is already written, apparently. Oh. Uh, but, but, the, but the reason it's written, Oscar, is quite intriguing. It's just, it's so that they can... Uh, they can I'll have pi- Ezra Miller. Yes, it's so they can pitch it to other actors. They can go, we want you to take over as The Flash, and they go, yeah, but you there's no movie coming out for The Flash. And they go, we've got this script. <laughs> um, apparently, top choice at the minute uh, from Warner Brothers... George McKay. Kay? Oh, George McKay. McKay, yeah. Yeah, the one from 1917. Yeah, nice one. Good good choice. I like him. Yeah. And he, he's, he, he, and he's, he, he ran. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he can run. I've seen him do it. I, did, and, I, saw, him, I saw him do that when he, he, he fell over and he got back up and he kept running. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's spindly. He's, yeah. a big lo- he's a big long boy, which is what I like in a flash. And he seems like a sound bloke as well. Yeah, exactly. He seems like he's, he's not going to hold some people at gunpoint or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's going to like 
be involved with a hostage situation. Yeah, like, do, doesn't sound like he's going to run a cult anytime soon and put bullets in the mouths of two-year-olds. But, you know, these things these things could happen. I don't know. We found that information out when we were recording the La La Land commentary. <laughs> yeah, bizarre. What a bizarre turn of events, eh? Um, do I have anything else to talk about in this intermission segment? Uh, no. I'll go on on my thing. Yes, I, I'm gonna. Can I make a prediction as to what your thing's gonna be? What is it gonna be? Is it Halloween Kills? It is Halloween Kills. Okay, because uh, I know about this. No, Halloween I, Kills. Halloween Ends. Yes. Halloween Ends. Sorry, I know. I know about what happens in this movie, and it's fucking bizarre. <sighs> but continue. <laughs> you, you do right. your thoughts. I'm not gonna, Halloween. I, right, right. I don't want to. I'm not gonna go into it like fully. I'm not gonna like because <laughs> fuck me. I'm exhausted. If I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. We got we got back from seeing this in the cinema. Then I got in my house. Then I saw that there was going to be a Silent Hill announcement on Wednesday. And I was then yeah. like, then and I'm like, that we they may have the, the universe may have fucked Halloween up, but at least we might get Silent Hill. And then I got really yeah. happy, and I'm still on cloud nine about that. I've already explained my excitement for that. Halloween nice. ends. Um, right. I don't need to explain my relationship with Halloween. I explained it last year when I talked about kills, yeah. and I like kills. Kills is a good time. I re we been through the old man Michael timeline which is Halloween 78, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills. I like all those films for their own different reasons. So I'm like, <laughs> okay then, Halloween ends. Let's see. I was seeing it was getting bad reviews. I'm like, Kills got bad reviews. So I don't, I'll just, what, let me just see what happens. And I remember just, we were rocking up with the cinema and I went to Lewis, all I need within my Halloween film. I just need Michael Myers to murder people and I want a spooky autumnal vibe. That's all I need and I'll have a good-ass time. Yeah. What did we not get in this film? We got barely any Halloween. I mean, the film was the film eventually got set in Halloween. The film, this film is set four years after the first two, um, which I yeah. learned, apparently the original intent was for the whole trilogy to be one fucked-up night. And in my opinion... Much better. They should have done that because yeah. the way kills ends is like, let's fucking go. And then, but then it's like, but then four, four years, years later, later. <laughs> but four years later, what, uh, what, what came of them saying that the pandemic was canon? Oh, there's nothing there. Oh, okay. They well, kind of, I think they revoked that when they realized we weren't in as bad of a spot as they uh, thought okay. we were going to be. Right. Although, although Lewis thinks Lewis th again, I'm spoiling Halloween ends. Like you give a shit. Yeah, that's um, right. Like anyone gives a shit. Uh, Lewis thinks because there's a moment where, like, the first time we see Michael is too late in the film. I'll say that too late. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, kind of like he's like in a tunnel. He's like in a, he's like in the sewers. He's Pennywise yeah. in it. And he's kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling very well. Because if there's one thing I want to see Michael Myers is like feeble. Yeah, <laughs> the one Brilliant. thing I want—the one thing I want killing Missy Michael Myers—I want to see him curled up in a fetal position in a fucking sewer. The one—the one thing I want to see him is still wearing the Shatner mask in the boiler suit, just kind of like, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> and then I see yeah, that. And Lewis thinks like, I think Lewis was like, I think Michael had COVID. I think that's what the, they were gonna do. I'm like, yeah. Oh, they probably were. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you just had Michael. <coughs> <coughs> Yeah, it's like, ooh, just, ooh, has anyone got a, has anyone got a lateral floor? We just see him like Jesus <laughs> Christ. But he's doing yeah. it up the Shatner mask. <laughs> I said, I said I was like, I wanted some wild I wanted a wild twist. I was like, what would piss people off? And then I went, I want them to whip the mask off and actual William Shatner is under him. That would be incredible. 
That that's up. That would be up there with if they whipped the mask off and it was uh, it was just uh, Laurie Strode. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, or, I, it was, or it was Doctor Loomis <laughs> the whole time. But like the guy in the makeup, like in yeah. Halloween Kills, like, it's like yeah, yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. No, instead, right, right. The open again. I'll skim. I'll skim through. I don't know how much you know about this, Robbie. Yeah, um, I. I I, can I tell you what I generally know? Yeah, tell me what you know, and then I'll okay. break it down by that. Laurie's granddaughter gets yeah. a boyfriend. Yes. Laurie miraculously thinks that this boyfriend is evil for some reason. I don't know why that is. Um, eventually, she doesn't initially think um, that. Yeah, because everyone in the town thinks he's a murderer or something. Um. And then he gets he he's running away from people and he goes into the sewers and he and he meets Michael Myers and Michael Myers goes I think you're all right me heartless killer who has no emotions whatsoever I think you're cool man here's a boiler suit and a Michael Myers mask well no we go right, do some got... go do some stabbing right I'll <laughs> specify if I'll correct a few things here <laughs> the film opens in 2019. So right. a year after Halloween, Halloween and Halloween Kills. Okay. And then we see this dude and he's babysitting a kid. And yeah. there's a point where the kid ends up locking him in the cupboard. And okay. then the guy and then the guy freaks the fuck out and he kicks the door because he, you know, he's, you know, he's like, oh shit, there might be a killer in here. Blur. Because everyone's still reeling from Michael Myers. Uh, okay, so everyone's yeah. like, oh, be a, the boogeyman, spooked. the boogeyman's coming, you know, all the boogeyman bullshit. Like, yeah. All yeah, that yeah. Stuff. And then the parents of the kid walk back in the house from being out. And then the guy, the babysitter, he kicks the door. The kid, he goes, the door oh, smacks the no. kid. And the kid goes flying down through the stairs. Because it's like one of those stairs things where it's like a bit of a spiral, but big. So right. the kid goes sailing from the top floor all the way down. And you just see in a wide shot of the kid going Jesus Christ. <laughs> you watch a kid splat on the floor, my guy. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty funny. And, I, uh, like I mean, it was. And then, so I was like, okay. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's an interesting. <laughs> Keep in mind, I didn't watch a single trailer, so I don't even know what the fuck was shown. So I'm like, yeah. oh, that was an interesting opening. I wonder why that's a thing. And then <laughs> we get the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. We get the opening. We get a cool, yeah. like, shot. And I get, I'm hyped. At this point, I'm yeah. still in on the film. I'm like, okay, cool. Here we go. And then we see the kid again. I'm like, why are we, why is he back? Why is yeah. he back? It's like he got arrested for murdering a kid and it's four years, it's three years later and he's working in, and he's cycling away. I'm like, why is, why Why are we focusing on him? This is interesting. He, he, hasn't yeah. be, he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the previous few films. Yeah. And then we see him riding and he's, he's late for work in the car garage. And then I see him in a spoiler suit that looks identical. And that's his work uniform. And I see it. I'm like, they're going to make him Michael Myers. Because, yeah. Because, and I start panicking at this point. I'm like, oh no. They're going to no, do no, no, some no, no, bullshit. No. Lewis pointed out as well. There was apparently graffiti on like the tunnel wall. Then he went, Lewis went, he was going to point it out to me, but then he didn't. But he said, yeah. There's graffiti that says "Live loves today." Oh my god! No, love lives today. Love lives today. Not evil dies tonight. Love lives today. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my goddamn life. And I think that sums up this whole film. <laughs> it's like that's uh... the stupidest fucking thing I've seen in my entire life. Right, and skim things through. Laurie 
to correct that, Laurie doesn't initially think Corey is evil. She sees him getting picked on. Right, Corey's yeah. a 25-year-old man at this point, I want to say as well. <sighs> Corey's a 25-year-old man. There's He gets picked on by high schoolers. And what's funny is they're not, they're not football jocks. They're not popular drama kids. Oh, no. They're the, they're, the, they're the school band. And I mean, like, the marching oh. fucking band. And there's this kid with a mullet who's always got drumsticks. And they're all, and they're like, yeah, fuck this guy. But, and they're meant to be, like, the hard-ass bullies. I'm like, what? like, you're the fucking band kids. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you're nothing. They end up being the shell of him for a bit because he fucking, like... Like, Corey smashes a glass because he, he's drinking chocolate milk or whatever, and he smashes a glass from anger. Then he gets the shit kicked oh, out of him by these bankers. Then Laurie's like, oh. hey, leave him alone, and all that. And then they scram, and then Laurie takes him to the hospital, and her granddaughter, uh, Allison, is like a nurse there. And then, oh, okay. oh, and then, and then instant instantly fancies Corey, by the way. She just instantly is well into it. Fantastic. And to which all I'm saying is if people thought Joker was like, oh, this is a big like thing for incel culture. Dude, yeah. this this Corey kid is a fucking weirdo. And for and somehow he gets like the biggest babe of the entire franchise just instantly Ridiculous. into him. Instantly. I'm like, this is absolute horseshit. How do I buy this? <laughs> I don't. That's how I buy into it. I don't buy oh, it. And then she well fancies him. And then Laurie's like, oh, well, you know, she she did on purpose as well. She basically, she, Laurie basically tried to hook up her fucking like granddaughter with this kid. I'm like, right. you do know he's <laughs> like, maybe like, like, but why make him a fucking like weirdo? Yeah. All that stuff. yeah. You know, you know, he killed that kid, right? She owned, <laughs> it, but it's the things like, but it was an accident. That's, that's how it is. Yeah. But then there's like a thing where like, it's like, like, Corey ends up going in the tunnel and Michael grabs him by the throat and then we get this weird thing where we almost get a That's So Raven moment where we zoom in in Corey's eye and then we nice. get flash and then we get flashes of previous Halloween films for some reason and then flashes of, like... <laughs> we basically get a, mon a Halloween montage and then that's when Michael goes, oh, yeah, all right. And then the impression that I get of that is, like, he sees the evil in Corey and then he's like, I'll leave you alone. You'll... I You'll take over my mantle eventually, my guy. That's basically almost what he does. And then the next time Laurie sees Corey, she freezes because he's because that's when she sees Michael in his eyes. <laughs> what? What the fuck? And then, and then, uh, and then there's a little bit later on where Corey's trying to kill another guy. Yeah, some dude that. Um, a police officer that Allison apparently was dating that we never seen and that we've never seen before before this. Oh, film. Okay, but, fantastic. But he decides, but he's like, I'm going to kill this guy. So he leads him into the tunnel. Michael Myers is there. The policeman knocks Michael Myers on his ass. I want to. I want to preface by saying this. this is the same Michael Myers that murdered half of Haddonfield at the end of Halloween Kills. Yeah. And yet he's he's just he's he gets basically pushed over, and I'm like, Michael. You are literally a brick shit house. You could just yeah. snap this guy with your fucking pinky. Even if you're, I, mean, he, I think he got shot so many times and then kicked the shit out of so many times, and then he still got up and murdered everyone. It's like, yeah. dude, come on. And Let's then, get up. so then Corey knocks the police guy over down, and then Michael's like, oh my hip, I don't know. And then Corey, oh my god, Corey goes, show me how you do it. Teach me your way, he basically says. Teach me your way. And then we hear, right. do, 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 do. Michael, get Michael, Michael Myers is hulking up. 
Yeah, right. so there's a bit of a brick wall, and he slides out the classic Michael Myers knife like it's a big idea, like, this is how you do it. And then he, and then Corey holds the police officer, and then Michael just stabs him. I'm like, yeah, it's not that okay. complicated, man. You just, <laughs> you just yeah, you, you, do, you do, just stab him. Dude. You just oh. stab him. It's Michael Myers doesn't have this big like. It's like he's a guy who just with a knife who does this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, so, it's not. Like, so, teach me your evil ways. It's like, dude, you just pick up a knife. I think you've got this sorted. Like, so fine. is it as if like the the guy that was behind this trilogy was like, well, Michael's big Green. send. Yeah, it's like. Michael's big send-off was Halloween Kills. Basically. But that's not... But then just make that happen. I would have much rather almost if Michael died at the end of Kills and then just like... Yeah, tell like, us that. I don't know. Like, But, but no, he hid away in a tunnel. <laughs> and, then, and then also, that's another thing I want to say. It happened so many times. They kept cutting away from the kills. I was like, show it. What yeah. are you doing? Like, just show the kill. And it's like, and when they do show the kills, it's so fucking lackluster. It's like... And a knife. Right? Yeah. Okay. Come on. In the previous film, he took like a fuck. I explained it last year. I was like, he kicked a car door when someone was oh shooting at He kicked a car door and the gun went back and shot them. His, yeah. He fucking flew his hand through a wall and started smacking someone's. Just do. Yeah. But it's like Michael's, Michael's like peak of kills in this film is just. <laughs> and then, there's one moment as well. It's like it's like there's one moment where um he where are oh, the two of them team up to do a kill. Oh, dear uh, God. Corey with the boiler suit and a scarecrow mask that he wore early in the film stabs oh, okay. stabs someone again. It's not they set up they set up this location where it's like someone it's like someone uncorks like a bottle of wine and they do a close up on the corkscrew and I'm like. Mm. Okay, you've set up a corkscrew as a possible weapon, and then yeah. you go out, and there's the pool. I'm like, oh, someone could drown in the pool. There's like this pit with like like this fire pit with a glass tabletop. I'm like, you could do a cool thing where someone smashes through the glass and then they're lit on fire. Yeah, the kills that happen in this scene, Robbie, is the girl who's sleeping with her boss is like, here's something. She comes out from the shower. She's like, doctor. Doctor switches the light on. Corey's already stabbing the doctor, so he's already. Ba- we've already we've missed the majority of the kill. He's already getting stabbed, and then yeah. she's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna lock you out." Corey starts freaking out in the window. Then Michael Myers comes out of nowhere, stabs her. He does the thing. He plays the greatest hits. He hangs her. He he holds her up, then stabs her on the wall, <laughs> making her. You know, like in the first Halloween where. Michael's stabs. Yeah. He plays the greatest hits and that's the kills. That's okay. the kills in those moments. I, that's Why? so boring. Just, even do a thing where like, oh, corkscrew in the eye. Pop the yeah. eyeballs out. Throw yeah. someone. Do, something. I'm just saying, I'm just saying knife crimes. <laughs> just, do, do, I, I have here at my disposal, Oscar, if you'd like to hear it, uh, the original ending to this movie. Oh, tell me. Because they, they changed the ending. Okay. The ending's fascinating. I'll get to that as well. Yeah. So, uh, so Allison did not return to the kitchen. Right. Yeah. Uh, Laurie and Michael still had their fight to the same result. No yeah. procession followed. Laurie took Michael's body to a funeral home and cremated it with the mask. Uh, Laurie wrote in her book with the same, uh, evil doesn't die. It just changes shape entry. Yeah. The ring, at, the ring at the door was Allison. 
She right. and she and Laurie talk. Some of this footage is in the ending now with Allison saying Laurie was right about Corey. That was all dialogue recorded later. Uh, you'll notice Laurie looks withdrawn and sad. That's because she's fighting something in this ending. She lunges out and tries to strangle Allison. Uh, Laurie comes to her senses and releases. She yells at Allison to leave Haddonfield. Allison does heartbroken. Laurie watches her go and then slams the door. Evil never dies. The end. Uh, you know that line when Laurie says to Corey at the Allen house about the creeping evil being the most dangerous because you don't know if you're infected. It was supposed to apply to Laurie at the end. Anyways, ev- everyone involved hated this ending, so it was changed. I mean, yeah, we the ending we did get was better. Doesn't mean it's good. Um, yeah. So the film ended. First of all, Corey started. He took. First of all, here's what is legit. What happened? Corey overpowered Michael Myers. I'm watching Michael Myers get tackled to the floor by this dweeb, and then his mask gets nicked. I'm like, what am I? What did? And, and I'm not like this person who's like the character of Michael Myers needs to be pure. I'm not like yeah. that. But you've just shown a man as like the pinnacle of destruction. I'm like, yeah. I'm not here to see this rando do this. Just a random dude. Yeah. So he takes the mask. He does Michael Myers shit. Okay. He squares off against Laurie Strode. He he then stabs himself in the neck. Corey kills oh, himself, okay. which at this point I'm like, finally, yes, kill him. And just yeah. go go get away. Get, get just rid go of this away. guy. Just yeah. go away. And then um, Laurie goes, oh no. Takes the knife out of his throat. Allison walks in the house. So Allison is like, you just killed my boyfriend. And all that. I'm like, uh, okay. And then it becomes that. You think Laurie's going to fucking off herself. Michael walks back in the house. He goes, I just want the mask. And while I'm here, I'll kill you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah then, whilst, I'm, whilst I'm in the neighborhood. Whilst I'm here, I may as well take you out. Yeah. And then, you know, you. I've been going out for like 40 odd years for some reason. Yeah. And <laughs> Never quite figured it out. And then maybe, he, we're, maybe we're related. Who knows? And then she... <laughs> I mean, they retconned that. Yeah, <laughs> they, I know. They retconned that. Uh, in this timeline, that's not true. Um, okay. Which makes it even more confusing why Laurie's obsessed with my... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> he, he gets he gets stabbed in both hands on the kitchen counter. He gets a fridge laid onto him. Um, yeah. So he can't move. Um, fucking... Um, and he, she first... What happens? I think she first stabs him. Yeah. But then he's back. And then Allison comes in. Snaps his arm. What? With... <laughs> Snaps my Michael Myers gets his arm broken by Allison, and then what? Over her knee? No, over like the ki- over, the ki- over the kitchen table, over the kitchen. Oh, counter. okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just dumb, and then uh, yeah, and then Laurie like it's now time to end it. She slits his throat. It's the most feeble looking slit as well. It it just looks kind of like a, but then loads uh... of blood comes out. So it's like oh, okay. And then it's like, but it's not done. And then they get his broken ass arm and they slit his wrists, like, but like the bad way. Uh, Okay. So it's like, and now he's dead. And do they not strap into a car and like running through the neighborhood or something? (laughs) And they were like, but it's not done. And then, no, I think Allison suggests it. I don't think he's dead enough. They fucking strap him on top of the car. The entire Haddonfield's turning up for this, by the way. So it's a big event. They're all driving. (laughs) They're, right. all dri- they're all driving to like this like like junkyard and then um they all and then they untie him from the top of the car they practically spider-man 2 it you know how they did the spider-man 2 yeah. in the fucking in the train they're basically doing that 
And then they dump him in one of those big, like, what are they called? Are you oh, yeah, yeah, the light trash compacts of things, isn't it? Where one of those, yeah. one of those. You see him get dumped. And, I mean, fair due to them. You see him get crushed. You see that man's head pop. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, it's oh, like well, that. So like Michael Myers is dead. In... This is the first time in Halloween ever that we've legit seen him die. Yeah, he's dead. I mean, technically, he's 20. He got beheaded, but then they retconned that in Resurrection. Yeah. Horseshit is there film. is there any um is there any possibility that they'll ever do an, I mean they they will do another Halloween film who am I fucking kidding they will is there any possibility that they'll ever do another one and reveal actually it was Corey that they killed no because they unmask him and you see an old man face basically uh, okay you see it's an there, old bloke this timeline's done this is the, the is, old, it, is, this... is it any notable dude it's it's Nick Castle the guy who was originally the body double in Halloween. Like the original uh, okay. Halloween. Oh, that, I mean, uh, that's nice. So it's, you know, he, he's been the old man, Michael. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a different Michael Myers in this. Like, the original Halloween, they had a guy when in that film where he got unmasked. That was just an actor. But yeah. the shape is how they're credited when it's just the stunt yeah. guy, Michael Myers. That's Nick Castle. But Nick Castle oh, okay. wasn't the stunt guy in this timeline. But whenever they unmasked him... And we saw an old guy's head. That's Nick Castle. So oh, okay, yeah. That, that, right. So that, that's him. It's not. It's not like. Is well, that Michael nice. Bolton? It's you know. It's just yeah. <laughs> which uh. would have been fucking brilliant. Michael <laughs> Bolton was Michael Myers. Um, but yeah. If it, if it was Mike Myers, pretty good. No um, oh. donkey. <laughs> um, and so yeah, Halloween ends sucks. Yeah, blows. Um, Apparently, David. Apparently, the same creative team. They're going to be doing the same thing, but with the Exorcist, which is oh. even more worrying because the Exorcist is a completely different type of film. Yeah. At. Like, why? Why do that? To what end? Anyway, Halloween kills. Yeah. Halloween ends sucks. At least Silent Hill's back. Yeah. That's my inhibition. Excellent. I mean, I'll, I will have more to talk about uh, in our Halloween special in the intermission segment of that because this Sunday, 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 <laughs> come down, <laughs> come on down to the monster. Um, no, this Sunday is uh, is is the Doctor Who BBC centenary, oh hundred years of the BBC, baby. Goddamn, we love the BBC. One hundred years, baby. Uh, <laughs> special where <laughs> where we uh, where Jodie Whittaker is finally leaving the show alongside. Uh, Christopher Chibnall, everyone's favorite. Um, they're doing uh, an hour and a half special uh, to finish off their 10 years on the show. And I, for one, can't fucking wait to see it go down in a horrible blaze of glory for it to be awful. I can't fucking wait. I was actually upset that the... Um, well, actually, no, I was quite happy that the that the Prime Minister decided to resign today. Oh, yeah, that um, happened today. <laughs> it did, yeah. We don't have a Prime Minister anymore as of this recording. Um, keep so, it that yeah, way. When, can, I, we, can we keep it that way? Just, like, float. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's just, just float through let's, it, I guess. You know it's what? better than you anyone. Know, let's just do an experiment. This is not even me being political. Let's just do an experiment. Let's just see how we go yeah. without a Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah, let's just have a go. Give a month. Um, give a month and just see how the country uh, goes when we're just bouncing between things. Exactly. I mean, I, yeah, but I was glad to see her go today because if she'd have gone on Sunday, I didn't want my my shit Doctor Who to be interrupted by, uh, by a breaking news story that the Prime Minister had resigned. I was happy that she did it today, so I could just watch Doctor Who be ruined in peace, and I can have a great little time. Um, 
I mean, I'll make some I'll make some hot predictions and we'll see what comes true. Uh, I think John Bishop's going to be dead in the first five minutes. I, 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 and quite frankly, I hope he does. He's only been in, um, he's only seen in like one set piece in the trailer, which looks to me like it's like the opening action sequence and they're out in space on a bullet train or something in space. And there's, uh, there's photos, they've released promotional photos where the visor on his space suit has got a hole in it. And he's looking real distressed. Uh, so I think he's going to die in like the first five minutes and that'd be pretty great. Um, I also think Jodie Whittaker is going to regenerate into David Tennant. That's my big prediction. She's going to regenerate. It's going to be David Tennant. He's going to do his old what thing. Uh, and that'll be, that'll be that. So we'll see if I'm right. And then shoot, then he, then David Tennant regenerates and shoot Gatler. Yeah, we'll get, in we'll the, get in the, the special in yeah, we'll we'll get the three specials next year of David Tennant and Catherine Tate, them running amok or whatever, and uh, and Bernard Cribbins, goddamn, rest in peace. I love that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the end of that, I imagine David Tennant will tend to shoot Gatler, and all will be right with the world. Um, so yeah, excited to watch that be awful. So I'll keep you all updated. And <laughs> I'll probably talk about decisions to leave next week. Probably not an awful film. Okie dokie. Uh, anyway. Let's move yeah. on to our next segment, which is the negative letterbox review. Oh, baby, I love it so much. If you're unfamiliar, this is the segment that is frequently on the shopping block that always yeah. gets saved <laughs> all, at the very all, last minute. All the time. Always gets saved at the very last minute. So when we go to the uh, social media site letterbox, and we go to the film that we've just been talking about, and we go to yes. the negative reviews, because that's always funny. Well, not always funny. It's, it's mostly funny. It has its moments. Is that yeah. what I'll say? Is it there, certainly does. Is there going to be any funny with this? I you, hope so. Is there going to be Hall of Fame? Do you think we're going to get a Hall uh, of Fame? I don't, I, I don't predict a Hall of Fame. But maybe a little chuckle? Yeah, maybe a little chuckle. I've also made the decision to just not read. If you if you write paragraphs, I'm fucking not reading you. Yeah, we're not reading that shit. Get I don't have time get for the hell out. Get the hell out of here, man. Especially at the time that we record these episodes lately. Jesus. Um, Dear God, I've got to be up at five o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> in less than five hours, Robbie needs yeah. to be awake. Um, oh, fuck me. It's not, is it? <laughs> it's 20 past 11, mate. <laughs> oh, God. Um... Here we go. Let's get going. Here we go. <laughs> let's, let's try to raise Robbie's spirits. How about this one? Oh, fuck me. Half a star. Freaking boring. I want to watch Spider-Verse now. Me too, man. Is that me? Did I write that? Did no. I write that and forget? No, you didn't write it. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Um, I hope the big world guy comes back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Half a star. I really, I really want to love this. I really wanted to. Halfway through the movie, I turned it off. Came back an hour later, but couldn't go past another 20 minutes. It looks great, but this feels more like a musical than a movie. <laughs> Wait. Um, the acting is way too over the top, almost cartoonish. During conversations, there will be a one-minute silence before the other carrier replies. Besides of that, there are huge pacing issues. The best scene is the picnic scene in the first five minutes. The picnic scene. I love, picnic scene. Love that. Anything after just wasn't that good, unfortunately. But I, but like I said, it visually, it visually does look good for its time. Um, read the first bit of that again. I really want to love this. I really wanted to. Halfway through the movie, I turned it off. Came back an hour later, but couldn't go past another twenty minutes. Okay, halfway through is an hour and twenty minutes. Yes. 
he came back an hour later, that'd be two hours and twenty minutes. And yes. he couldn't and he couldn't sit through another twenty minutes. <laughs> you couldn't sit through the last twenty minutes. Okay, I was just Basically. making sure his, I was making sure his maths checked out because I was like, does that make any sense? Yeah, I think but so. No, yeah, yeah, he's got it. I think he's got it bang on. Good yeah, on yeah. yeah, good on him. Um, there we go. Half a star. Honestly, this is one of the most boring films that I have ever seen. I fell asleep. Um, one is that a one or yes, it is. Um, I fell asleep one and one and a half. They wrote this really weird. An hour and a half what? in. <laughs> Uh, okay. They wrote it one and a half hours in, but they worded every other thing. So just see an hour and a half, man. I fell asleep one and yes. a half, an hour and a half in and had to finish it the second day. Super, super boring. I was way more impressed with Yojimbo, which was like a Japanese spaghetti western. I did. Spaghetti westerns nicked Yojimbo. Yeah. What are you on about? Um, and Dursu Uzala. Yeah. Wow, this was... Wow, this was just really, really bad. The only saving grace is I like the green color of the mountains, but everything else was so bad and boring. I like that grass is green, says this very intellectual human. Good on him. That's the fact that I didn't get through that I wanted to say. What, grass is green? No, I I didn't get through all my facts. It doesn't matter. Um, But one fact I want to say, which which I find interesting, is with how big this film was. Uh, Kurosawa actually asked, uh, went to Ishihiro Honda for uh, advice on how to film with scale. That name is familiar if you know the person who directed the original Godzilla. Oh, uh, cool. They were mates. That's, pr- that's so, pretty sweet. So he was like, yeah, mate, how do I do a film this big? And, and he's like, I don't know. I've, I've only ever... I've only ever filmed a guy in a suit. I don't know. He, <laughs> he, goes, he goes to set and he goes, Jesus Christ, Akira. It's like, what? You... You had a monster destroy a city. He goes, mate, that was a bloke in a suit in a miniature. What yeah, do you mean? You know, it, it, he's like, ah, oh, yeah. So, so here's the thing, Akira. Uh, I don't actually film a big lizard. Um, it's a dude in a suit. He's currently playing against Charles Barkley in a basketball advert. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh. And he goes, mate, you just built a castle and you're burning it down. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> If someone, I mean, by someone, I mean you, if you could find uh, the Charles Barkley Godzilla advert that I'm talking about and put it over the top of me saying that, please, that'd be fantastic. Oh, I'll see if I can be asked, Robbie. It's, it's, a very speci- <laughs> it's a very specific memory I have, so if you can find that, that'd be great. Another piece of trivia that I wanted to say about this yeah, film go on. is that uh, Sidney Lumet once oh, yeah. said, he said that uh, Akira Kurosawa told him about uh, when making the film, uh, Lumet was like, how... D- how did you go about framing that one shot? That was so cool. It was like, Sydney, because if I, if you move the camera slightly to the left, you would have seen an airport. And if you move the camera slightly to the right, you would have seen the Sony factory. So that was the Shit. only fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> what a lesson to be learned, eh? Yeah, it wasn't like, that was so, oh, how intricate. It's like, you would have I seen. Couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere else. <laughs> That's what you want to hear, I think, more so yeah, than these things. Um, half a star. Though perhaps more interesting than the rest of Kurosawa's post-1963 works, the film lacks a plot, thereby making it fairly listless and quite overlong. Uh, Peter is, uh, is horrendous, the, the jester guy. Um, uh. Story flow and characterization are clear, yet characters' development and relationships can often be confusing and unnatural. 
has some dumb story choices, especially in later acts, a swing and a miss film which also suffers much from content. Rating F. Why do you have to? Why do you have to do a? Why do you? Why are you on Letterbox and you're giving us a letter rating? Yeah, why are you doing a letter rating when you already <laughs> are rating it through stars? Just fucking anyway. Yeah. Um, fucking people. Half a star. The fuck? I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad for how many decades for never seeing this. And finally doing uh, for a challenge, but also I bought it recently, and it fucking sucks. I'm not oh. dissing. I'm not dissing the story, but the acting and the gazillion visible bald caps, not to mention the clown makeup, and it looked clownish long before he became a clown, etc. Was not good. The jester, or I think he referred to himself as nurse once, was actually the best acted bit, and maybe the com- the comfort. Uh, confidant of the second the of the second son but the rest just no i know i'm in the minority but i choose to believe y'all are brainwashed smarty face wow see i thought you were gonna start off that with the fuck where's big world got really excited about it um half a star such a boring film such a boring film i ever watched i hate you akira kurosawa well i hate you uh, Mr. Um, Letterboxd. Um, half a star. More like walk. Very good, because it's slow. Is that what you're saying? Very good. Good I joke. Know. Yeah, I guess because Ron, but walk. Because, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good joke. I guess. I guess. I, don't know. The, I guess. What's the comment? Um, someone said, "Love this review." LMAO. Um, <laughs> half a star. Half a star. Um, three hours of Japanese dudes yelling and shooting at each other. I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, yeah I mean, I guess. I don't know. I think you've, yeah, there's, more that, there's more to it than that. There's definitely more. And finally, half a star. I've tried at least five times, but nothing doing. I'll never finish watching Ran. That's a tragedy, that is. That's a tragic story, that is. <laughs> I've tried five That's times. I've tried five times, but nothing. but I'll never finish watching this film. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's that's the uh, negative letterbox reviews for Ron. And Sh- should that... I should oh, I bring back the classic segment of uh, a famous Robbie Tweedell joke? Yeah, go on, give us a Robbie Tweedell joke. Uh, I've just I've just found one. Um, so it's not an original. No, it's not. None of, none of these are. You think I come up with these? Dear God, you could have you could you could have fucking like. Pretend I could have lied. Like, <laughs> you could you could have pretend like like all great Sorry, com- yeah. like all uh, great cut, comedians do, Robbie. They they, uh, they cut, steal. Cut this out. Okay. <laughs> cut, cut that last bit out. Okay. Cut okay. and Robbie. I'll, Oscar, do you want to hear a joke? I would love to hear an original joke from Robbie Tweedell. Um, I I told my wife I got a job at the bowling alley. She said, ten pin." I said, "No, it's a permanent position." <laughs> Like when we just hang for a bit, it's just good. hang on the silence. It's good, it's good, it's good, isn't it? Just let's soak that... it in. And let's move on to the outro, Robbie. <clears throat> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if... Liz well, you want to keep it. going? Do you want to keep going, do you? Uh, do you want me to do another one? <laughs> it's, it's, you, it's you that's been um, affected by this. Uh, oh God, I know, I'm so tired. 
Why am I doing this? You also still second. you also still need to send me the audio file after this as well. Yeah, I know. It's, um, all, it's, all, it's all you. Uh, a clown turned up for work on uh, late on his first day and he got sacked from the circus. He's suing for funfair dismissal. <laughs> anyway. And the oh, outro. Yeah. And the outro now. Uh, <laughs> that was, that, 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 that's been the end of season four, Robbie. <laughs> Boy, has it. That's been, what, what a season. We did what two a ep- season. We did two episodes, then like went away for months, and then we came yeah. back. And we came back with a goddamn bang. With the with the best goddamn stuff we've ever done on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with this. I'll, and I'll say, it sounds cool. We've we've established teams. Yeah. Um, should we we get a refresh next week? On in terms yeah. of uh, for yeah, definite. Ne- ne- next week I'll certainly have a, an update on on uh, some team meetings and what's been going on. Uh, okay, because cool, it, cool. it's been a good two, it's been a good two weeks now, and we don't know Tyler could still be wandering the streets. I mean, we don't know. I didn't say hey, when I left the birthday party. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see him home. Exactly. So I don't know where. No, where? Do, no, I saw him at the boot camp. He was there, but then we parted ways after the boot camp. Yeah. But I didn't see him. I didn't see him go home. Did, he could. Did he, he look? Did he look upset? Did he look like he was getting overthrown? Like there was a coup. I mean, happening? there was. A, I mean, he was a bit. He was a bit quiet. He was a bit like you know. He was, yeah. Well. But but I just thought he was tired. But then it got to like later in the day, and he was still just a bit. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Even Leo was like, "You're right, Tyler." Yeah. So and he like, had a. And did he have a little drawing of Reese that he was stabbing with a pencil? I mean, I I, I didn't see it happen. I'm not saying I can okay. I can either confirm nor deny that happening, but I I wasn't yeah. witness to it. Um, yeah. Well. But yeah. We'll see what's going on with him. Um. But yeah, that is the end of this season technically. But we're back literally next week. It's like, yeah. It's like last. Week, it's like last year. It's like, and that's the end of the season. But we've got a Halloween special see, for you next see week. See you next week for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so next week's Halloween next week's Halloween special, the second annual Halloween special, will in fact oh be Halloween from 1978. Um, <gasps> Yay! Uh, we're going oh, to be talking about that film. Um, cool, mate. The whole, po- the whole point of that was like, oh, coming off the excitement of Halloween ends, we were talking about the original Halloween, but now I'm yeah. going to reword it in the sense of, Let's remember when Halloween was good with the original Halloween. <laughs> Let's just do Back that. in the day. Back in the day when John Carpenter directed oh. it. My God. And then he was like, I don't want to do anything else. Apparently, I, I heard apparently like what he's like with the Halloween films. He goes, he goes, you know what? I love when they make a new Halloween film because they tell me they're going to do a new Halloween film. And then I'm just sat on my couch and then I have my hand out and then I look and then I've just got a check in my hand. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> so, what a man. So, love that dude. Yeah. I think there was a point, it's like, would you ever make another film? He goes, I just like playing video games and making music. Like, that's, li- that's just Good how he him, li- man. I think he plays Dead Space. I think that's like his big, like, right. he loves just playing Dead Space. Isn't there going to be a new one of that? There's a, yeah, there's a remake out soon, isn't oh, it? Oh, I bet he's hyped for that. Yeah, so. he'd be buzzing. Good on you, John. <laughs> and it, he's doing the Lord's work. And then before like COVID, he just toured doing concerts and stuff where he would just play oh, nice. scores. So it's like, what a, what a life! What a life! Yeah, good for um, that guy. But yeah, that's Halloween next week. Um, nice. I'm not I'm not sure if Lewis will have a section. He, we won't have him next week because he'll be on his cruise. Oh, okay. He'll be on his cruise next week. Uh, he's on uh, off on a booze so cruise. He's on a, yeah. Bahamas. 
We've let, we've let him have his annual leave, so he's but, off. Yeah, we, 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 we've given him his holiday. <laughs> yeah, we've, gi- we've given him annual leave. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. Maybe, but I... maybe we'll catch up with Lewis next week on, on my stories. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we, we find out what happens when someone tries to get onto a onto a cruise by buying a ticket with a handful of beans. But, <laughs> but I believe he has something to say for this week. So, Ro- uh, go oh, God. So, Lewis... Hello. We'll put it in. Uh, we'll put Lewis. We'll put your section in right now. And thank you very much, My Lewis. Lewis, and I'm a big bitch. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, God. Uh, yeah. We we need a point, right? We need to do a. Yeah. We, we need a. This isn't just a recording thing, but like obviously, obviously, you'll be up next week, next weekend. Yes, for, I will. Yes, for the T- for the Tees Valley National Film Festival, you'll be there. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but obviously, we need we we need a time where we need a big old reunion. We do we, big we, time with uh, we need. We, oh, well, late December in December we will. Yeah, probably we get Christopher Brewster. He's knocking about. Yeah, T T Dog. Oh Tyler, I was like, yeah. Reese Reese begins with R. I don't know what oh, yeah. the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I miss I miss Anna. I miss Anna. Yeah, same. You're closer. Oh, you work every day. Yeah, I, yeah. I could I could just go and see her now if I wanted to. She lives twenty minutes away from me. <laughs> you know. Anyway, guys, yeah. thank you all for watching, listening. It's been a great season. Tune in next week for the Halloween special where we will talk Halloween. Um, nice. Uh, links and all that in the description for everything. Get get have have fun. I don't know intermission fun. Uh, if you, if you, if you in the mission fund, if you want if you want merch, message me, make it known, yeah, and I'll get you to pay me um for it. I'm so aggressive. What's happening? I don't know. Uh, get, fucking pay me for it. <laughs> you want you want merch? You want merch? Put the money in my goddamn me. fucking pocket. Right? Just give me the money and you'll get it. You'll get Kazal and then yeah. <laughs> you got Good team. You get Team Oscar, you get Team Robbie, which is yet to be made in the graphics. I'll, I'll do that, and then we'll nice. go from there. Hopefully see you at the Ark. If not, yeah, man. forget about it. And, um, yeah, Sun Hill is back. See you next week. <laughs> yeah, and fuck Martin Scorsese. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>